Okay, silence. Silencio. Uh, would you mind turning off everything that's running in the house so we can get some silence? Like your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Sitcom joke from 1976. <laughs> what you talking about, Ian? <laughs> that's my mama. <laughs> I, I shot my wad. I have one. Oh, I was kind of like, what was that? The the catchphrase from what? What sitcom was that? Three's Company. Well, I shot my wad. Jack. I mean, what a misunderstanding. Oh, really? Okay. Now back to our abortion jokes. Ooh. This is your show, right? It's 4.33, so now it's yours. Oh, it's 4.33. Oh. Oh. 4.33. Hmm. Time flies. When you're having plague. Okay, I know I bring this up all the time, but I just want to point out, 433, is it divisible by 3? Okay. It's not, because it adds up to 10. All right. That's weird, though, isn't it? It is. It's a, yeah, we should do a math podcast. <laughs> That's weird. We should my, also uh, do a cartoon called Time Flies about flies that go, uh, have time travel abilities. But all they do is they go to uh, different points in history and just uh, examine uh, shit yeah. from uh, those periods of time. And like, uh, oh, we're back in the time of King Arthur. Look at all the horse shit. And they go back like to the dinosaurs and like, look at all the brontosaurus shit there's here. Time flies. They go to the future. There's not much shit around. Uh, I guess robots don't shit. Oh, well, let's go back home. Time flies. I like it. And then uh, one of them has sex with a butterfly. And they go like, you did, we told you about this. The effect this could have. Yeah. Oh. That always scares me. because No, there's... no, what he should do is huh? go back and have sex with a stick of butter. And that's where butterflies come from. That's the better pitch. Another joke from 1976. <laughs> okay, here's what here's my pitch to you because uh, we're never going to get on with this show. Is okay. a guy who goes um, goes into the past, yeah, does something, yeah, and goes like, "Oh no, I hope nothing went wrong with that." Then goes to the future, goes back to his home, yeah, and, like everyone's gone, like everyone around that he knows, all of his friends are all gone, they're yeah. all gone. Okay, like, oh no, what did I do? What horrible thing did I do? And he's uh, so he gets back in the time machine to go back and rec- uh, and to uh, fix it, and then everyone jumps out and goes, "Surprise!" Like what? And they were all hiding. <laughs> he didn't realize it was a party for him. They're all inside the time machine. No, no, they were all like in his uh, home, but they were all hiding. Oh, okay. And like, uh, but like when he went to his home, he didn't see them, so he thought like he'd killed everybody. Yeah, 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 idiot. So he goes back and fucks up time, and then everything gets. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh by the way dave yeah uh this is of course the pre-show yes uh so i wanted to make this kind of official so i hired uh tanner zipchin oh nice because uh, he's got uh, some free time he right works now. cheap as well so i'm just gonna throw to tanner right now hi everybody <laughs> thanks for uh coming to the pre-show uh checking it out remember uh always get to sneaky dragon early and uh, check it out and uh, uh if you've got a scene card remember it has yeah. uh, no relevance Sure. With Sneaky Dragon whatsoever. Uh, so uh, sit back, relax, turn off your phones. Wait a second. No, you won't be able to listen to the podcast if you do that. Yeah, don't turn, turn off your phones. Turn them back on. Turn them up, up, up full. And uh, here is a Sneaky Dragon. You guys are going to pay me, right? Yeah, we're going to pay you in scene points. You, you heard that story, right? I did. Crazy. It's not quite true, but yes. Oh, is it not quite true? Well, the, the, the truth is he was paid. He originally won a contest. Okay. So he got scene points at the beginning, and then he got paid a salary oh, later okay. on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Kind of how I, I got into show business similarly with mm-hmm. Switchback. I won a contest. Yeah. And so I got an appearance on the show. And then later on, I got paid. That is very similar. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't get fired by Cineplex. But now Cineplex isn't showing movies anymore. So it's all fine. It doesn't matter anymore. Okay. So I should right. get Tanner to throw to us one yeah, more time. Yeah, yeah. T- t- Tanner, Tanner, just... Tanner, wake up. What? Huh? Tanner. <laughs> Tanner, we got we to gotta have you like th- 
you know, do the thing again. I just did it. I know. Just wait, wait, one more time. Okay, Jesus. All right. <laughs> hey, this is Tanner. Uh, that was the pre-pre and then the pre-show. Are we actually doing it now? Great. Okay, please enjoy Sneaky Dragon after 97 car ads. Hi, everyone. My name is David Dedrick. This is Sneaky Dragon. I started it backwards. I'm sorry about that, Ian. All right. It's Dragon Sneaky. I boot the Ian. <laughs> Good. We live in Bizarro World. We do. We am number one. Bizarro. We do live in Bizarro World. Sometimes it's weird. We've only said that uh, opening 433 times. To the point where it makes no sense. Yeah, I think that's where I am now. It's just become There was never a point, nonsense. though, where my mom didn't call me by my sister's name or mm. our pet's name, even though the pet... Had been dead for 10 years. <laughs> yes. It's very easy to... I'd, I've never called my daughters... Oh, no. I don't think I've ever called my daughters by the pet by a pet name, but I have obviously confused their names. Well, I've been, yeah, I've been called Inca a few times. Mm. Yep. Was that... It's, that's the full name of the dog? That was the full name of our uh, poodle. Yeah. Was it Inca Dinka Do? Inca Dinka Do? Yeah. I guess if you... I, I don't know. It's, uh, okay. It, it was officially just Inca. Okay. Uh, and, and you uh, never saw the birth, you never saw a, the birth certificate. Daughter though, so. of Coco, I remember okay. Coco was her a, a uh, clown. Mom. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, I remember that much. Wow. And our uh, our cat now is Cohen, who occasionally is called Coco. Yeah. So you know the cycle continues, man. It certainly does. That's why it goes. May the circle be unbroken. By and by, Lord. By, by and by. May the circle be unbroken, by and by, Lord, by and by. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Welcome to, well, May the Circle Be Unbroken. Yep. It's a, I, you know, I know that song because of the album by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, which I only bought because it was on an incredible sale at a CD store that was going out of business. I know the song because it's the most awkward thing to sing at a circle jerk. <laughs> It's the most awkward thing. I can't imagine it being any more awkward, but I guess you you upped it, you upped the ante. Yeah, I was thinking it made the circle. I mean, the, basically, at any kind sure. of sex-related orgy thing, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, gospel probably isn't your best. Uh, <laughs> it's not a great go-to. Yeah, that's right. Sure, sure. Nothing, yeah. nothing really ruins the mood like uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But if it's your fetish, then uh, boy, you just found what worked for you and what a good day you had. I guess that's why I always got in trouble for singing "Key to the Highway" at key parties. <laughs> I got the key, key to the highway. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame there's no uh, gospel songs with the word glory in them. Otherwise, you know, we'd have that as well. But there isn't, and there's not, it's not worth uh, thinking about or, or singing about, for sure. So this episode, we're, uh, we're, you might uh, hear a little difference in our voice. It's because we ate first. That's true. We're fuller. Yeah. Our voices are more resonant. Now, to be fair, or less resonant. when we do uh, fan splainers, we, uh, we usually do Sneaky Dragon second, so we have eaten yeah. there. So you really, might be we sound yourselves, exactly the same. Did these guys do a fan splainers? Because they sound like they had a burger each. Mm. And the answer is no. We ju- we're just going had a burger first. Yeah. And, you know. We're also, just, we can't because all the movie theaters are closed. That is also a thing, too. But, we, you know, again, like many things are closed in the community now. So, you know, you might as well make burgers while the sun shines. Like if, if a burger place is open, you get the burger now. You don't <laughs> yeah. know if someone's going to look at their watch and go, it's not worth it. Close yeah. it down. Yeah. Close it all down. We sure. don't know. But, uh, yeah, we had a delightful burger from uh, Red Wagon. Uh, very nice. You had some hot sauce on your fries. I did have some hot sauce. Extra now, hot sauce. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, uh, how was your Frank's Red Hot Sauce? 
It was, it was okay. I mean, it was hard to taste it because it was kind of it was like extra hot. Yeah, it's too hot. It's a, I think it's yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm more of a sort of hot guy. Yeah, the uh, I have another hot sauce you probably would have preferred. I was actually surprised when I was sorting through the fridge yesterday how many hot sauces I have, and I think <laughs> it's because. Once Nina was over and she, uh, third dragon, Nina Matsumoto. Yeah. And she, uh, wanted some hot sauce and I was so lucky to have had hot sauce. And I went, you know what? I can't ever be without hot mm, sauce. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm much many more hot sauces in the fridge. I'm a pretty simple person when it comes to hot sauce, which by that I mean just Tabasco sauce. We do have that. We I know. And I, sh- I kind of, well, I just wanted to try Frank's because I've sure. never, I don't I think would we've say ever try had the it. regular. I think you might like it. Yeah. They also have a Frank's. Buffalo uh, hot sauce that mm. you might also enjoy. Tabasco does that as well. Yeah, I do uh, in the mornings when I have an avocado toast uh, because I don't want to own a house. Uh, I have an avocado <laughs> toast and I'll have some sriracha on that. And okay. I enjoy that quite a bit. Okay. And the, the trick... I'm I, not super keen on sriracha. Uh, fair enough. I'm quite enjoying it. So mm. what I do now is I have the avocado. I have a little bit of salt on there. I have the sriracha a little bit. Uh, but what I've done now, yes. this is a little tip I got, okay. and it has made a world of difference. Please, please pass a, it on. Cut a clove of garlic and just rub it on the toast before you put everything else on. Okay. Just gives it that nice little... Sure, mm, sure. Num, num, num. Nice in the morning. Hmm. Give yourself a little treat during these times, these troubled times. Why not have a nice piece of toast that you enjoy? Yeah. Yeah, treat yourself. And none of your friends. And none of your friends, absolutely. Yes, because they'll all thank you for having garlic at eight in the morning you know what's you know weird? what you don't get up at eight in the morning what am i talking about yeah what am i talking what? about what are we talking about <laughs> you're not even talking about breakfast you you're talking about like midday meal mm-hmm. yeah where you have been on yes. a date or a social oh, no. situation Sorry. where someone had garlic breath and you went ugh because i've never had that be an issue ever so no, smell like never. garlic garlic's fairly pleasant actually no. to me and speaking as a vampire i've never had that problem at all oh shit is this an interview with a vampire <laughs> this is an interview with it. yes it is okay fair enough. And, please. and same with onions like i've never that's always the thing it's just like mm. oh that guy stinks of onions oh <laughs> garlic oh yeah is this just a way of saying we don't like italians <laughs> <laughs> Mama it feels mia. like that's what they're saying sure like sure. what's wrong with garlic and onions that's nice good smells yeah not everyone likes garlic but yeah, yeah. one day when i was a child i ate a raw uh bunch of garlic and uh, I stunk for like two days, and that I will admit was a was a mistake. <laughs> My parents just like uh, could not believe how much I stunk. Like I stunk up the bed. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I sweat in the slightest bit, it would just be jeez. It did not filter well through an yeah, eight year old yeah. child. Maybe that's it. Maybe we don't object to garlic as on the breath, but as coming out in other other ways. Well, I'll tell you, they used what uh, older folks used to do mm-hmm. was instead of like toothpaste, they would chew garlic. That used to be like a thing you would do for your teeth that was supposed to be good for you. It was like a health thing. So they Putting would just chew garlic. And okay. especially if you were a smoker, you would like be able to taste it. <laughs> so I, I could see like elderly folks smelling of garlic. That's not a thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, otherwise it's uh, you're in its wonderful life and you're going about garlic eaters. Uh, yeah, I never, I never noticed it. But to be honest with you, because I, I live with other people who like garlic as much as I do, yeah, it's all equally, we're all equally stinky. If that's, if that's such a thing, I don't know. Yeah, as long as you don't stink alone, then I think you're going to be fine. I tend to brush my teeth before I leave the house for things. Good for you. You know, like if I'm going to choir, I don't want to fill someone's face full of garlic. No, because you got like you're uh, projecting. Well, yeah. Is that? Do you mean spitting accidentally? Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, there's always oh. been some liquid coming out of your mouth. <laughs> it's true enough. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you're, yeah, you're singing. So. This was one thing. Like, uh, we've had a couple of comedy shows canceled uh, this week because of uh, virus scares, and yeah. uh, it yeah. did make me kind of think, like, oh yeah, you know what? It's like 
of course you don't want people coughing on you. Yeah. Because you cough into your you cough into your sleeve or what have you. But like laughing. Yeah. Yeah. That's also that, that would be you'd be getting the same business pretty much. <laughs> so. so yeah, that does seem like a bad idea to have a comedy club mm, mm. Uh, open right now, as much as uh, it's a drag. Yeah. We can't have any fun. Oh, so is a choir going on still? No choir is canceled. Okay. Church is canceled. Okay. All groups that are meeting at church are canceled. Right. So no AA. No. Yeah, that's really rough. No community meals. Also very rough. No Al-Anon, which is the kind of is sort of like AA, but it's for people who are you know what it is, right? Yeah. The spouses and children relatives of, uh, of uh, yeah, relatives people of or people who love people who have uh, those issues. Yeah. So that's unfortunate for them. You're right because. Uh, structure is very important for people who are going through those sort of things. And uh, like I say, the community meal is also canceled. So now we, you know, there's, it's going quite large, you know, 60 to 70 people have been coming lately. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's gotten large. Oh, it's very large. Uh, But unfortunately, yeah, we can't host groups at church right now because it's, you know, to, to be, let's be frank, the population of most churches is pretty much on the, on the older side. So it really is a vulnerable group in terms of of uh this you know in terms of like coronavirus or covid19 um yeah so i i understand i'm kind of bummed that it's count that it's canceled but um hopefully i'm cooking a i'm supposed to cook in mid-april so i'm hoping hoping this no it won't because they said till may 3rd it's closed so Ugh. yeah that's that's easter gone too yeah so that sucks it's a are real you, it's a you, real lent uh, yeah are, are you still doing lent and everything traditional mm-hmm. lent yeah yeah yeah, it feels like uh, Super Lent has kicked in. So uh, yeah, really, it's a real yes, it's a real time of of straightened circumstances. And I don't want to be like a scoldy hon, but here's the one thing that made me kind of go like, Wait, "Come on, settle down." I mean, I know they've been putting up videos of yeah, please, kids like, "Please don't be a scoldy hon." Yeah, like uh, you know, kids doing spring break and just like it's going to be fine. Yeah, or Evangeline Lilly going, you know, I choose freedom over this. And I'm like, uh, well, that's not how. What it about works. your? What about older friends of yours? Yeah, exactly. It's not all about you. <laughs> it's not about you. Yeah, it's a it's a disappointment. Yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, I I do go for walks in the in the park by my place because there's lots of space. So it's yeah, like yeah, I'm that's not fine. But they, you know, I don't think anyone's saying that people shouldn't go outside. I don't know. This is the problem. It's like there are groups that like gather together though, and they're just kind that's, of ignoring yeah. uh, things. So I'm I am afraid at some point they're going to just close beaches down mm. completely, mm-hmm. and it's just like fuck, just be fucking sensible. Yeah. But uh, one keep your clothes on Wreck Beach. There. Um, at least you see it coming. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, when I was walking to... That's what they're doing. And I also... Because every form of exercise is, like, kind of shut down now, too. All the gyms are closed. Yeah, my closed, gym's closed. Everything. So... How am uh, I going to not go to the gym? <laughs> well, there's a big track that's near here. So, again, I can do the track and not uh, be near anybody, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, But to get there, you pass by basketball courts, and there's all these people in the basketball courts playing basketball together. I'm like, well, this seems like the worst fucking idea. Uh, completely like yeah. it's all just like being next to a person uh breathing on that person being close to them trying to yeah. get the ball from them and then once yeah. you've got the ball from them, you're all touching the same fucking ball and then you're like smacking the ball as hard as you can with your hand it just seems like well this is the worst sport mm-hmm. that there could be yeah for, for for this nonsense well i think if you're doing that then you have to be very sensitive to what that you might be a carrier that you might be infected you know and just limit who you're visiting do you know what I mean? Like, if it's right. a bunch of young people yeah. who are confident that they can get through this, and most likely they can, because mm-hmm. the, they have the constitution, right? Most they don't likely, live alone. but it's, yeah, but exactly. Like, so they have to be conscious of the fact that 
Yeah, really. Yeah. And are you getting on a bus to go home? Mm -hmm, Yeah. You know, do you all have your own individual cars you're getting into? Yeah. Like, exactly. No, that's true. And again, it's not just young people, but like other people who are also Mm -hmm. just playing basketball. And you don't want to be a jerk and take away someone's fun, but just like, not that. Like anything, like play some soccer for fuck's sake. That's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeesh, yeesh is what I say. Yeah, that makes that. No, you're right. You're Thank right. you. I appreciate that. You're right. It's I had someone like kind of get at me uh, online about that because uh, they were saying, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm doing this with my family, you know, so you know, we're all we're all close. So what's the thing?" It's like, yeah, but not everyone's you. Yeah, you know. So like, there's other groups of kids. Like again, I see, and again, you don't want to be this person of like, look at those young people. They don't give a damn. Of course they do. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'm I'm seeing people and they're gathering, they're doing stuff, and they're close, and they're not caring, and it's not. They haven't caught on to this yet, and it's like, fuck, knock it off. Just yeah. stop it. But, uh, you know, Evangeline Lily doesn't get it either, and she's the wasp, so she, sh- she should know. <laughs> well, she's a, an actress who plays the wasp. Um, well, Dave, there is no actual wasp, so that is as close to the wasp as you can get. What do you mean there's no actual? There is no actual wasp. The wasp no, you're right. There's an ac- actress playing, <laughs> playing a role in a movie. Okay, so, I, but you know what? Not that I'm encouraging people to do that, but I feel like, Within this sort of like prohibition, there's going to be, you know, there has to be some, there's going to be some room for, for, uh, people like that, you know. So, you know, like people are doing their best yep. to help to flatten the curve. Yep. You know, and so some people, they need to do these things, you know. So, well, I don't want to condemn people. It's not sort of witch hunt already. <laughs> yeah, it's keep a tricky. A, keep it calm, everyone. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it comes, bad. It it's comes bad. down to on the end of it, try to be as kind as possible as you can to uh, to everyone, and just you know, everyone's having a everyone's having a rough go. Yeah, you know, this. Uh, yeah, it's weird sometimes when someone will kind of poke your poke their head out and and really start a big big complaint about you don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. It's like no, we all kind of know what it's like. Like you know, we're we're all yeah. No, it's scary. It's legit scary. Not yeah. just on a health thing but on a on a fiscal thing as well it's like yeah i don't know i got no idea and they go like yeah this could be weeks this could be months yeah so what so what are you gonna do we don't know there's no there's there's no roadmap for this we're all just kind of making it up as we go along and trying to be as uh as good to each other as possible in the meantime that's true um and it's a different world than than it was like when we had the sars outbreak in in the early 90s you know we didn't have like well in those days china was basically a closed country you know, there was no a huge amount of travel coming out of there, but but now it's so much different. You know, so it's it's spread a lot differently than it did last time, where it basically and went from one country to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a couple of out, smaller outbreaks, but it was easy to contain. Yeah. Whereas this is, you know, it it had already like went around the world before they were aware it was there, you know, or before they admitted it was there. And yeah, so and now they're not admitting it. Now they're saying the U.S. Army. Uh, plant, planted it in Wuhan. Oh, we're getting that? That's what the, the Chinese government's saying right now. Oh, that's uh, nice. <laughs> Good to point fingers in the middle of something. Yeah, it's, it's nice both sides doing that uh, hot nonsense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when you got the president. Oh, that's right, calling the Chinese virus. And yeah, that. the Wuhan flu and the Kung flu and all the uh, things. It's just like, hey, guess what's not helping at all? <laughs> that. But again, that was the other thing that was different back in SARS times is you actually had a president that wasn't just... Ooh. Well, America wasn't really affected by it, so they, they didn't do very much about it. It was really more in Toronto that they had the most difficulty. That's where patient zero was. Right. He flew from China to Toronto and then 
and uh, but he was immediately uh, isolated, and they isolated, they quarantined the people he'd been in contact with, and they were able to. I mean, still, I think what four hundred and forty people or so died from SARS, which is still a lot of people, mm-hmm. like you know. But compared to what it could have been, you know, there's an interesting infographic that um, was Lisa had posted on Facebook of you know different pandemics through history, and you know they're kind of using like a, the size of a, I guess it was supposed to look like a, a mean, a mean germ. But anyway, mm-hmm. these different sized germs indicating like the various seriousness of them. And of course the black plague was the number one, you know, all time, but let's not repeat. Let's not get close to that again. Yeah. That's a lot of people. This is the thing. Like right now we've gotten the heads up. What are we going to do about it? Like we, it feels almost like that we've traveled back in time to the point where we can try our best to, you know, uh, put a put a cap on this thing. So yeah. let's uh, let's well, try and do it. As much as it's insanely frustrating on a personal level of all the things that it's uh, fucking up. Yeah, you know, hugely fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but yeah, you just want to. You got to help. You got to help uh, people. Help people. Help people. How are you feeling with all this? Like, is it affecting you at all? It's. I mean, superficially, it's affecting me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm having to use. Books from my personal library as toilet paper. Yeah. Because it's not available. But that's just your judgment. So. You're just yeah. judging those books. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, my wife's mystery, mystery books. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, those are the obviously sacrificial lambs. Yeah, that book, uh, P is for poop. <laughs> Good old Ruth Rendell. Um, the. No, Wait, I mean. Who, is who are you saying? Ruth Rendell? Ruth Rendell. She did this. She did a series of. No, no, no it's Sue not Ruth Grafton. Sue Grafton. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Sorry. That's right. Oh, Ruth Rundle. How did I get that mixed up? They're all blurred, blurred together in my mind. Sure, sure. That's there's, the first sign of the virus. There's so many of these, so many of these books in the oh, house. Man. If memory loss was the first sign of the virus, which it kind of is a little bit, uh, oh boy, that's a scary one. Because every time you, uh, mm. yeah, a little bit of confusion. That's uh, okay. That's okay. Science, yeah. Oh, by the way, let me just say this. Yeah. Uh, people are passing around a thing right now online uh, that's saying, oh, you got to do is breathe uh, hot water, breathe uh, steam. And uh, go to a sauna, and uh, and uh, it'll uh, stop the spread of uh, the virus because the virus can't survive in hot uh, conditions. Uh, no, that's not true <laughs> at all. And if you're doing that in a communal sauna or a steam room, that's yeah. incredibly dangerous. So that's all 100% bullshit. When someone sends you that, delete it. Point them towards Snopes. And uh, just in general, when someone gives you, hey, you know, they say this cures it. Yeah, do, do a little trip to Snopes. That's uh, every time. Yeah. <laughs> So unfortunately, uh, people who I, I I respect and I consider very intelligent, yeah, they're also putting things up there just going, high doses of vitamin C. Yeah, no, but, you know, I anything, think uh, yeah. probably the doctors would have been on that, yeah, uh, checking that out. I think, like, if it, it, honestly, if it's at the point where your friend Steve yeah. knows about it, then probably uh, who also knows about it. And uh, they've, tr- they've checked that out. Yeah. So just uh, and snopes it up. Hey, you tell people, but the whole idea of, of uh, using mass, mega amounts of vitamin C has been uh, proven to not be healthy. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't really hurt you because it's one of those vitamins like uh, vitamin B. That it's water soluble. Yeah. yeah, you can't. You can't take. It'll just yeah. 
pee out of you. Yeah. You know, you'll make. I just mean it just doesn't do anything. Absolutely. That's not necessarily a harmful thing. It's not. You're just, you're in just a way, you're peeing away is money. Uh, well, I don't know if it. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's not super harmful. It's probably not good for your body to have to process extra amounts of mm-hmm. whatever your your renal system doesn't need but you anymore. Can't OD on no, vitamin no. C. Some vitamins you can. Some vitamins it's dangerous. So mm. don't be mega dosing on like other things. But uh, yeah, uh, B yeah. and uh, like, like selenium. B12, yeah. Don't mega mega dose selenium. No, I, the, the singer. I think you're thinking of Selena. Oh, that was what I was saying. Megadosed <laughs> too much Selena. That was her at the turn of the century. Oh, okay. It was the selenium. Yeah. No, what's you know what the good part of of this is, and I, you know, you should you should in your life try and find a silver lining to any. Why don't we just find a gold fucking lining? We're well, already. Why are we Why are we undercutting and like find a silver lining? Go gold, go gold, man. Well, because if it's a gold lining, that means the sun is setting, and that's not good. Oh shit! Oh yeah, you're right. Back yeah. to silver lining. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, traffic's great. Because <laughs> everyone's staying in, everyone's going to work. Plus, school's out. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Like what a difference it makes. I you know, and I know. I do realize, like, if I was a young man uh, in high school, yeah, this would be the best. Like, I would be hor- it would be awful for people and uh, people and yeah, people. Yeah. Sure. But uh, hey, you don't have to go to school anymore, huh? <laughs> Oh, oh, I get it, though. You, so now I'm out of school. I got to go get me a job. No, you've got to stay away from jobs. So what do I have to do? Look, man, you got to stay indoors and watch TV. Maybe play some video games. I mean, just for the good of society, you've got to do this. It's like some fucking kid made a wish on a genie. You know, like a monkey's paw, monkey's paw wish. Yeah, fucking yeah. genie wish. And uh, we ended up with this shit. He's for probably else, got unlimited him. pornography in his basement as well. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that they're not out of school. They're oh, out of so. they're out of school right now because it's spring break. But when spring break's over, they have to go back to school in the sense that they have to start online classes. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh yeah, because my wife's a school teacher. So yeah, so they'll be doing online classes. Okay, I thought it was just done. No, I, they will not be opening schools. Because what I because what I, cause, uh, what I read, and I guess I read wrong was. If you were going to graduate, you've now graduated. Like mm. that's that was the case. So but maybe I'm maybe I'm. I mean, obviously, if your wife's a you know a school teacher, she'll know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 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 things have changed, and she didn't inform me because she, she was saying uh, earlier in the week that she needed to get her computer up and running because okay. because she has to do online classes, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, my nephew is quite upset because. It's his last year of high school. Yeah, it's bullshit. And uh, and so yeah, he doesn't get to spend the time with his friends and mm-hmm. won't have his grad and won't all these kind of things and 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 there you are. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just looking here. Yes, uh, suspending school indefinitely thanks to the COVID. Here we go. Crisis situation. Blah, 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 right decision. Good decisions. Everyone's got a good decision. <laughs> Is this Trump talking? Good. Uh, it's all fine. It's great. I have to do some more research. Yeah, oh, wait. You, oh. oh, okay. Education Minister Rob Fleming, this is BC, yeah. says all students who are currently on track to move on to the next grade or to graduate will do so, and the province is working with post-secondary institutions. Oh. Well, I hope so, that doesn't mean we, Lisa doesn't get paid for the rest of the year. That would suck. That would be something that her union should definitely uh, be, be dealing with. Well, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. So Yeah, but if they're not working due to you know circumstances that are i mean people who, or what have you yeah but anyone who's been laid off or they're not getting paid for their 
time away from their job. Well, we are we are now. Like if it's an e, if it's an EI situation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yes, that's the, different. There, there there is stuff that's uh, that's kicking in uh, in about two weeks or so. That's not much, but uh, it is. <laughs> it's it's Great. again. It's the better than a kick in the pants thing. What we mm. what we of course need now is uh, is some kind of law saying you can't be evicted right now or something like that because yeah. there's so many people uh, looking at one of them who will not in any way be able to pay you know rent because there's nothing. There's nothing coming in. Like all sources yeah. of income have just like completely dried up completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so what are you gonna do? I mean, we're we're a little lucky in that we do have some royalties. Hopefully, that will be coming in. Yeah. Uh, and that'll cover things for maybe another month. But then we got to figure out some sort of plan for for something or something. But I know other people who are just complete, like especially comedians i know musicians i know yeah. and, and they're just living gig to gig mm-hmm. and uh that's it like it all it's all shut down so they're they, they got to figure something out yeah what do you do but yeah. you're still you're still uh working we're still working yeah right. they're not they have no they have not yet said they're going to shut it down we're not selling a we're not selling a lot though so who knows what they'll decide to do which is odd because i would think um you know you sell garage doors mm-hmm People would want a door to wall people off for the coming <laughs> apocalypse, right? But they already have a door, and so people aren't getting money. So money's starting to drive for people. So, so they're just going doorless. And well, they like have doors. I mean, most times, why do people get a garage door unless they need a garage door? It feels like a thing you need. Well, because but they probably if they already live in a house, they're replacing a garage door. Okay, because their garage door doesn't work. Because their garage door doesn't work, for, so or they or they just want to, or it's it's old and they want something newer, and then. And then the other obvious thing is people uh, construction, like so people are building new houses, so they need garage doors for the new houses or new warehouse oh, okay, yeah. complexes and stuff like that. Oh, so but, the new houses aren't going to. But they're not working right now. They're not yeah. building right now. So that's that's all come to a standstill. It is a weird thing when we go outside now and we got our uh, little balcony here, um, and uh, we sit out there in the afternoon and go. Uh, it's quiet, really mm-hmm. quiet, shockingly quiet. Yeah, yeah, to the point where you just want to say, "Shut up, birds." They're just so smug, fucking yeah. nut hatches, just being all. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. Nice. Like last night, um, I'm watching TV. Yeah. And so I'm watching this show, Transplant. Okay. Which I know some people that work on Transplant. Are you familiar with Transplant? Is I am not. It's about uh, it's a Canadian show about a, a Syrian refugee who's a doctor who's working in a Canadian hospital. Doing transplants. He was well, the thing, is he? Yeah, there's some transplants probably. <laughs> it's a little thing, huh? Because the thing, and you get it. I get it's it. A clever name. Sure. Enjoy that. Uh-huh. Sit back and just enjoy that. Um, so the whole episode was building up to this scene where he was going to have to on a FaceTime thing uh, talk to someone in Syria. Uh, and they're going to have to do an amputation on this girl's leg. Oh, sounds serious. <laughs> it was. Uh, well, she wasn't in a coma. I know. I know. That would be serious. Um, so uh, it's a FaceTime thing. Yeah. And then he's got a. He's called away. And the uh, a guy who he knows, he's got to give him the phone. And the guy's got to do it. I'm like, oh, boy. It's really tense now. Yeah. Building up this whole big amputation scene, the whole thing. So uh, it's all building up, building up, building up. Yeah. And then this little ad comes up as it does on the bottom of the screen while it's going on. And it's for Stumptown. <laughs> Tasty. Like, yeah, that's not the best nice. uh, time for Stumptown. <laughs> this is random, but yeah. thanks for that. Pretty good. And the nice thing was I was actually at that time talking to online with a friend of mine who uh, does work on the show and i was like ah <laughs> send her the clip and she's like, oh no that's great oh, that's good that's good Under- <laughs> you know i mentioned uh, having to look at my wife's computer because the battery 
You're worried she's looking at pornography? Was, uh, no, I don't worry about that um, because I do that. So okay. if she does it, it's fine. But anyway, so... Oh, good for you. Well, you know, we have a... No, we don't. So then... Um, <laughs> Almost went down a road, but we turned uh, that last second. That so, was a nasty road, and we would have ended up in a ditch. <laughs> I learned a valuable thing, though. Sure. Which is that if you're going to buy a laptop computer, the first thing you should do is go online and see how to replace the battery. That's your first thing you should do. Okay. And then if, if you see if it looks very... looks like a nightmare... Then don't buy that computer. All right. Because I bought a Lenovo for Lisa. Sounds made up. Because it was cheap. And Sounds uh, like kind of the computer you have on the Simpsons episode. Yeah. Because they couldn't use a real name. Okay. But it's real. Yeah. And so here's what I had to do to, to replace the, the battery. Are you ready for this? Okay. I had to... Open it with your mouth. <laughs> I had to unscrew every screw in the back of the of the of the laptop. All right, that sounds that all sounds of about the screws. R- that sounds about right. All of the screws. So far, so good. Okay, I'm I had to you. slide off this little cover. Sounds also fine. I've got no problem with that. Took out the hard drive. Nah, okay, all right. Unplugged the Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Took out the dims. Took out the RAM memory st- the sticks. Took okay, out those out. That's, that's a bit of work. Had to so flip it over. Oh wait, wait a second. Remove the keyboard. No, no, no. This Had to take smart. the keyboard out. No, I don't think this is right. Take two screws out of there. Disagree. Then go around and. Cl- Take out the the whole plastic part of the bottom of the where the Lord. keyboard sat. No, take wrong. that out of uh, off of it. That's some bullshit. Don't forget, I also had to unplug other things. Like I had to unplug the keyboard. I had to unplug the the mouse. I had to unplug the on off switch. Kind of God would allow this. And then and then I had to go in and unscrew the battery, mm-hmm. and then push the battery out. Oh no! It was a lot of work just to replace a battery. Ah, I, I'm not against it. And and but you did it. I did do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God for YouTube. Then you put it all back together and realized you put the same battery back in. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> That's how the story ended. Just like that. Exactly. Wah, wah. I got went downstairs, got out my trombone, and came back upstairs and played it, too. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, what kind of sound do you make like when you uh, screw up on the trombone? Like You can't have a trombone next to you going, wah, wah. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. what... There's a oh, I know what it is. The trumpet's by it. He goes, wah. That's pretty good. Or just a yeah. guy with a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> if I, play I thought trom- that was for when you jump you jump a car and it spirals in the air that you have the slide whistle. Oh, that is pretty. Boop. Yeah. Wait a second. I got something for this. And then do it while you're uh, going through the air. <laughs> then you get impaled on the whistle and go, worth it. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. Done. If I, yeah, if I learned to play the trombone, that would probably be the first thing I'd try to learn is the wah wah. <laughs> that would just be uh, good for most occasions. Well, if that's what you're going to learn, then you can play the trombone. Hmm. You just have to learn to buzz in the mouthpiece. What? How, how do you mean? What's buzzing in the mouthpiece mean? Your lips. Because when you play it, I'm when, not familiar with. When that. you play a trumpet, you go, you you kind of go like this. Then <laughs> so that goes through the mouthpiece, okay. through the trumpet, and it comes out the. By oh, the way, there's no way we're not spreading the virus right now. <laughs> we're in a very small room, and Dave's just going. <laughs> I, I don't have the, but if, uh, you assume I have the virus. So then, um, yeah. So then it goes through the trumpet, and that comes out the bell. And it has that nice sound to it. But really, all you're doing is... It goes around and around and it comes out here. You're just making that weird kind of duck call sound so it's into like, a mouthpiece. It's almost a kazoo situation. No, a kazoo is a, is a piece of paper over top of a... No, it's not. A, vib- a vibrating thing. Oh, a uh, kazoo is like a... But you're, oh, but you hum into it, but it, yeah, it, right, it yeah. has like a resonating part to ch- change the The first time that you found out how a kazoo worked, did you find that garbage? Like, just like... <laughs> no. Screw off. What do you mean I just hum into it? <laughs> that, that's bullshit, right? Bullshit. Because I, I tried to play the, because I tried to play the uh, comb before that with the paper on it. Right. 
And that's that's but it was worse too small. bullshit. You look like Hitler. So everyone was upset. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you playing a song like Hitler? By the way, speaking of Hitler, I uh, oh, I watched, were we speaking of Hitler? I watched that uh, Amazon uh, show where they fight Nazis. Oh, hunters, hunters, yeah. Okay. Uh, boy, they tried hard. Holy shit, that show tried hard to the point where there was like at least two good scenes an episode that almost made it worthwhile. Mm. But then it was just like you guys are trying. So hard, like so hard, right? so hard. Evie recommended it to me, so she, sure, she enjoyed you like it. it. Like there's some, there's it. some good stuff in it, yeah. And I like Carol Kane, so I'm uh, there. I, I like uh, Saul Rubinek. I like him a lot. Mm. So I'm all I'm, there. Are a couple. I'm, I'm down with that. I wish it was just them. That would be great. <laughs> Instead of traveling around, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I like it. You know where I like him a lot in in uh, True Romance. Okay, he's a movie executive. I like him in Unforgiven. Unforgiven, that's right. There you go. He's one of those guys who's in a lot of stuff. He is. He is. A good Canadian actor right there. I would like to see him and Paul Soles in thing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'd like to see. <laughs> and uh, let's throw in Lubagoy just for fun. <laughs> I'm sure. You know why? Because I can't think of that actress Jane something from uh, mm. from uh, Going Down the Road. Jane, I want to say Mansfield, and of You're course wrong. that's not right. It's very wrong. Jane begins with an M. This is no, how sure the first sign of the virus. The first sign of the virus is not remembering names. If you could remember her name, you would be not sick and live. <laughs> Sorry, just remembering uh, Geraldo doing the thing of like, if you can hold your breath for ten seconds, you haven't got the virus. And it's like, oh man, uh, like whenever I hear people say something dumb like that, yeah, I think this guy doesn't use condoms. <laughs> this guy talked himself out of using condoms a long time ago. Whenever we yeah, hear yeah. Trump like uh, talking about like things that all you have to do to prevent the virus, you're just like, well, I know you don't use condoms. Like, any anyone who's got like a dumb excuse of why you're not going to have a virus is like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy, this guy thought. No, the thing about it is, baby. Yeah, all right, that's how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> right, going down the road gonna find out her name she's in a new series called hey lady she's uh pretty good in it i've talked to her she's very sweet she's in a it group. doesn't start with an m jane eastwood i was gonna say uh, yeah sister of clint eastwood not true brother of clint eastwood not even close to true holy shit she was in alf the animated series why because she needed some money oh and our friend uh our friend david uh, fine alison snowden series bob and margaret Oh, so there you go. Wow, there you go. She's an actress. She is. She does a lot of work, and is very funny. Was on SCTV and uh, did a lot of good stuff on there as well. That's true. That's true. But was she in the parody of Going Down the Road? She was. Oh, that's the best part. She was in the parody of Going Down the Road, and she was in the parody of Going Down the Road, which is excellent. Though I don't know if she was. You just said that twice. Excellent, excellent. Um, She was in the film Going Down the Road, and then she was in the parody of Going Down the Road. Yes. Okay. What did I say? I think you said parody twice. Did I? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but First, I don't know. Second sign of the virus. I don't know if she was. Or maybe in I have the second sign. The sequel to Going Down the Road. Going further down the road. Down the road again. Oh. Let's see if she down the was, road again. She was. Just can't wait to get down the road again. As Betty Male. Hmm. Because in in the first one she gets pregnant. Ah. That's the thing. And in the parody, it's like I got her pregnant, and she gets her pregnant like about. 10 seconds uh but i think like it involves uh guy talked himself out of wearing condoms the ba- i know the baby uh the baby from uh that was conceived in the last one is like in this one uh, and i think she's like wanting to meet her father and uh, then they go down the road again down the road again yeah but don't think it's like a willie nelson thing 
down the road again. That's not what it is. You gotta, you gotta just can't wait to get down the road look, again. We, you gotta do a Stomp of Tom Connors. You can't do a <laughs> can't do that. No, we and don't. that was from 2011. Oh, okay. Hmm. Did you ever see Going Down the Road? I've not seen it. I don't think it's uh, something to watch sometimes. Where you <laughs> watch it? It's so Canadian. You may actually now. Here's the problem. Because the borders are closed, yeah. you don't have the option at after you've watched it to go fuck it. I gotta leave Canada for a while. <laughs> just I gotta go walk around America for just a little while, or, so, or go walk to England it or something. Yeah. I gotta go somewhere. Uh, you might get over Canadian and just go. Ugh, can't mm. fucking Canadians. I'll have to wait then. Yeah. Although now that they have movie nights in Canada to replace hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights, maybe they'll play it on there. But maybe, I doubt it. Maybe they'll play it. Oh, they'll play it. I don't. They play it a lot. They play. It's going to be Home Alone and other things like that. They'll be playing. Why does Canada want that? Because that's the kind of garbage they have in their their film library. Now, is it supposed to be all family stuff? Probably. Edgar, Starts at seven. Starts uh, Ed, at seven. Edgar Wright, uh, the director, put up a link yesterday about how um, with the this virus, uh, dragons are making a bit of a comeback. At least where it's warm enough. Dragons are making. Yeah, dra- dragons. Okay. Edgar Wright, the film well, director, during the virus. Now that with those two context clues, yeah. what am I going to be talking about? Edgar Wright, the film director. Yeah. We got a virus going on. So what's more oh, popular dragons now is are making dragons. dragons. Absolutely, that's exactly right. Dragons are making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Third, third sign of having the illness. No, driving theaters because. You can come in, yeah. you, you're isolated, you're yeah. in your own little space, it's sure. uh, hermetically sealed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of good. I can see that. I can see that. It's uncomfortable sitting in a car watching a movie for that long. Sure. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Screen looks awful. But you're in your own car. But you're in your own car. And there's such a comfort to being in your own car. Is there? There is. Don't you like being in your car? No. There in your car, you feel safest at all? Look <laughs> on your doors? It's the only way to watch movies? Yeah. In cars. <laughs> Do, 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 Yeah. Uh, no, I don't like... Actually, I don't like drive-ins. So there you go. You're kind of an old-timey guy, so that surprises me. I, well, I'm not an old-timey guy. I'm very You're modern. Not? I'm very modern. Okay. You like old-timey things, don't you? I, I do. I enjoy sack butts. Now, what is that? That sounds like a hobo it's, cigarette. It's an old, it's an old instrument. Okay, it's an old which, which is instrument. what? I what? have no idea what it is. I just know that someone plays the sack butt. And I do not know what it is. I don't know if it's a stringed instrument or if it's a type of horn instrument. I feel like it's a horn instrument, but I'm not. I am not. I am no way near going up. Okay, but you like them so much. I just love the name of it. Okay, I'm looking at a sack butt here. Yeah. All right, it's kind of a trumpety. Uh, yeah, there you uh, go. I should have situation. pretended I knew what it was and said it's horn. You should have, but you didn't. So uh, did here not. we are. I'm honest. It's one of my feelings. I, was, you, I always put that on my resume. Too but, honest. But you did feel like bragging about. Uh, I'm trying to find a place where he's actually playing the damn thing. I try to like feel like bragging about what that I enjoy the playing this. I enjoy the sack. I enjoy the sack, but oh. it was a joke, sir. Oh, nice, pretty mellow. And he's playing it with his ass. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know where that uh, instrument would be good? And is in a um, is in a kind of like a butter commercial or something like where someone's oh. walking home at, and and they're in a kind of a you know like a kid coming home and he's well, set, like set it up let's do the commercial okay, okay. so it's like a fall day all right it's a fall my day. favorite time of year now am I, a, am I i'm the kid yeah so am i walking with friends or alone just alone yeah you're by himself he's have just kind of sack lunch with me or am I just no going he's home going after, home he's going home after, after school. school yeah uh remembering christmas at school okay i'm going home yeah uh have he's, i got like a, a sack over my shoulder because like i've got my school books well this is it's it's retro so you're carrying them under your arms under my arm like okay. we used to right we didn't have book bags and 
sound sacks so I'm walking like down the street. Is we it just a, carried all our stuff like I'm picturing a fall inconveniently. day. It's a fall day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. It's fall day. Nice yeah, fall yeah. day. So yeah, leaves yeah. are crunching under. And you're just feet. kicking along. Like crunch, he's just kind of. He looks kind of like he's maybe a little lonely, maybe yeah. not so happy. Maybe a squirrel goes by. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then, what happens? Do I go in a house or? A yeah, he goes goes home, comes home, uh, house, and he comes in, okay, and uh, it's it's door. a suburban it's a suburban situation. So it's setting. old it's old timey. So I don't uh, the door's not locked. I don't have to get a key out. I just go straight in. Oh, why? Who would lock their door? Well, that's the thing. Back those days, yeah. Well, I don't. We don't lock our door when we're home. Well, don't say that. Don't tell people that. <laughs> we don't lock our door when we're home, everyone. No, again, you've given your address out on this show, so don't do that. Okay, so come on going, by. So we don't lock our door. People can go in and steal a whole bunch of sneaky dragon. Well, we we lock it when we're not when we're gone. Yeah, but, but don't lock it if I'm at home. Well, okay, but when you're gone, no one can come in and hurt you because you're gone. But like when you're home, people can yeah. come in and hurt you. Well, so it seems like you why should would lock they it do when that? you're home. No, like no. you're doing the opposite of what you should do. You're protecting your stuff instead of you. Yeah. Because no one's going to come in the home. So you value your stuff more than you. No one's going to come in your home when you're at home. That's not the way things work sometimes. Oh, sometimes, but most mostly it doesn't. And it, it, if someone really it's wants to come hard in... hard to lock a if door. If someone wants to come in that much, their door's not going to stop them. Okay, uh, but it could be a confused person. <laughs> okay, okay. Mental patient. All right. All right. Okay, anyway, I'm going I'm going in. The door's Jeez. not locked because my mom like and dad people very are much. trusting. Okay. Yeah, so and you come in the I house. Go, I throw my books down. Uh, take him a coat off. Yeah. Maybe kick off my shoes. We don't have to show that part of it, but yeah. Right, then, fine. then, then he's like, comes to the kitchen table. His mom gives him like some bread and butter or something like that. Bread and butter, or it's not yeah. toast. It's straight bread and butter. I feel like toast. How many slices? Do you want some toast? Sure, just one. But it's a big, you know, big one that's hard for him to bite into. It's okay, so is it one of those weird ones like you always have on the? Um, yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know what the weird ones. Well, it's got what? like that weird pad of butter in the middle. No, like no, just, no, that's awful. All right, so it's no, it's gonna be spread. Yeah, it's gonna be spread. Do we we'll see the mom spreading it? Yeah, yeah, we got to see her spreading it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But with and that music playing, I think it'd be really appealing. Okay, so wait a second. So let me get that music back. Okay. I don't All know if right. we can hear it on, on... Okay, wait a second. I don't, I don't know. Possibly. Okay, ready? And so uh, she's spreading the butter. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, it happened again at school. <laughs> no, there's no talking. What? There's no talking. Why? Because <laughs> well, where are you going to go with this? Okay, it's fine. Doesn't sound great. All right. What happened again at school? A kid brought a machete. Knew it wasn't gonna go good. Brought <laughs> the the DVD machete. And what's the name of the butter? Um, let's call it. Let's call it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a an appealing name for. How about uh, Green Meadows butter? Oh, I like it. There you go. My name for it would be. Green I Meadows. believe it is butter for real. It's really butter. <laughs> okay, I like it. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I would. Uh, that's what I would call it. Nice. Okay, so uh, this show is sponsored by Greenwoods Green Pe- Green Meadows Green Meadows Butter. Butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the sack butt. I'm gonna do uh, just to prove that I can play it. I'm gonna do a modern ad for uh, Green Meadows. Butter. Okay, you do a modern right, one. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck this corn. <laughs> Dave? Yes. Have you tried this fucking corn? Uh, well, it's uh, awful. Yeah. Nothing will make this corn better. Okay. Nothing. How about have you tried throwing it in the shitter? <laughs> have you I think tried? it would just spit it back out. This <laughs> you, fucking corn. Have you tried butter on your corn? What, like just regular butter? Just from regular the fridge, butter, like a loser. <laughs> no. Uh, let me go to the fridge and open it up. Green Meadows butter. Yeah. Well, this is new butter. Yeah. All right, I'll try it. But I don't like butter, and I don't like this corn. <laughs> now, give me a second here. Sure. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat some. Wait, is it corn on the cob you're having? 
Yeah, I'm eating it with a fork. <laughs> Very novel. What? <laughs> you make it fun of how I'm eating corn? <laughs> I would never do that. Okay. Just enjoying myself. John, just crunch it off the cob you want me to. All right, hold it. Okay, sure. I'll dip it in some butter here. And sure. All right. All right, fine. I hate, yeah, yeah. I hate the whole concept. <laughs> well, that's good butter. Sure is. Man, this makes this uh, corn uh, orgasmic. Great. This corn is amazing. Great. Change my it. perspective on corn. Wait, I, I got to try something. Let me sure. try some of this butter on peas. God damn. Let me try something. Sure. Let me try this uh, butter on arsenic. <laughs> oh, it's kind of almondy. Mm. And sure then not, I die. Sure you're not thinking of uh, strychnine, I think, is one of Oh, wait a second. Almond. Let me try the strychnine. I might be wrong. <laughs> no, this is more marzipan. Oh, sorry. I'm Dave, try this arsenic. See if that tastes sure, like just, uh, almonds try. to you. No, you're right. It does have a kind of a bitter almond taste, actually. You're right. <laughs> Try it with the butter. (laughs) 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 Then the commercial ends. Wait a second. Let me look. Let me look at this box. An antidote for all poisons. Mm. Well, that was lucky. Oh goodness! Wow. Wow. Green Meadows butter is something. Wait a second. There's something else on the box. It's just like uh, use this, and you won't need condoms. What? (laughs) Holy cow! Wait. I tell my girlfriend. (laughs) And that's how we got Last Tango in Paris. Oh, I didn't see that movie, so I can. Oh, you only I, just know that. I, I just know the reference. Yeah, I had the misfortune of seeing that movie. I, I, I'm not a fan of that film, although it's was once highly regarded. Um, but what happened was, it's kind of funny. I was reading this Pauline Kale book, mm-hmm. and in this book, there was this review she'd done of of Last Tango in Paris, and it is a rave review. Really, it is a crazily. Okay. It is like a great review. It's like so well written. It's as in it's so pro the movie. Or it's just so pro well. the movie, yeah, and it's it like claims it will be thought of forever. This movie will not pass from our from our from our you know from our minds okay. for 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 years to come, from decades to come. And just by happenstance, it happened to be playing at the Ridge like that night or like oh. a couple days. And so I said to Lisa, "Well, we we have to go see this movie because." I just read the review, a review of this film, and it's basically like the greatest movie ever made. So we'd go down, we go down to the ridge, uh, you know, repertory theater, playing old movies and stuff, and we go there to see it, and it was not a good movie. <laughs> What's it about? It's about a, it's about a man who's a widower, played by Marlon Brando. Oh, Brando. This is okay. I'm going to give you Dave's, who hasn't seen the movie since he was in, since he was 20, 22, 21. So this is like okay. 30 years ago. All right. This is what I remember the film. Okay. The so, film is from the year 1972. There you go. Now, I did not see it in 1972. Yeah, I no. saw it much later. But, yeah, so he was like fresh off The Godfather. Okay. Very well thought of. I think it had Maria Schneider in it. And then Jean-Pierre Lyod, who uh, was Anton Duanel in the Truffaut, like four, 400 Blows. Before Apocalypse Now or after? This is before Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now was like 78, 79. Oh, okay. Quite, quite, yeah. All but right. this is just after The Godfather. Gotcha. So Merlin Brando had kind of returned to favor after he'd been out of favor for a while, mostly because he was a jerk. And so studios weren't that interested in him. In fact, um, Coppola had trouble getting him hired to play The Godfather in the film. The studio was not interested at all in having him play that part. And so um, Brando had to like promise, like guarantee that he would be, be well-behaved. And he was. Right. And he wrote down all of his um, uh, scripts. Yeah. He crumpled it up in a piece of paper and put them in his cheeks. Exactly. And that's how he, that's how he read it. He would just look and try to shoot, <laughs> but he couldn't think of a word. And uh, he figured it out. And so 
so yeah, he plays a widower, mm-hmm. and I believe that he's looking for a new apartment. And he's at this apartment. It's like he's it's, in Paris. It's in Paris. That's okay. right. And it's an empty apartment. And while he's there, he meets Maria Schneider. Now, whether she is whether she is there looking at the apartment, I can't remember now. But anyway, they start a torrid affair. Okay. But they but they just meet in this vacant apartment over like a short period of time. And then, of course, there is the famous butter scene when he has anal sex with her using the butter as a lubricant. And he ends with saying, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> That's what she says. Is that right? Because when, he, when he's finished, he goes, it was margarine. Yeah, and then and all of a sudden that crown appears <laughs> on his head and he goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And again, if you're not a certain age, none of this is making sense to you. But wouldn't it be hilarious if a crown appeared on his head? <laughs> it would be great at that moment. <laughs> I, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Which is actually, it's imperial margarine was that. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. And then, but that's how I remember the film. Like, I don't even remember that sequence, really. I, I just remember, like, this. I just found it. There's a movie that came out, and I can't remember the name of it now, with um, Jeremy Irons and a French actress whose name I cannot remember now. Okay. And I can't remember what the movie's called. But anyway, in this movie, she was like the his son's girlfriend or something like that. And then they start this torrid affair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. You know about. the one I mean, right? I, yeah. But it's yeah. like every like see, every sex scene in the movie is like it's like they're not yeah. it's like they're having like a epileptic seizure not actually having sex what's the what's the, what, around what year was it oh man Just sometime maybe mid to late 90s mid to late 90s yeah okay would it be stealing beauty chinese box lolita man the iron mask fairies uh would it be uh house of uh, the spirits would it be uh uh, wouldn't be it, was a, it was a one M butterfly. It was a one name, a one word. Damage. Damage. There you go. That's it. Ninety two. Ninety two. Oh, I was a little, a little, a little early. Played uh, Doctor Stephen Fleming. Yeah, fresh off of Dead Ringers, basically, which is like mm-hmm. a gr- great performance. Great. Um, yeah, and it's not a good movie. Sorry, I just got word that my sister in law just found another little bottle of hand sanitizer in our home. Oh. Okay. So I don't need this bullshit anymore. Oh. Bye. Okay, see you later. Okay, bye. I'll do the show by myself, I guess. I, no, I've struck it rich, Jack. We're selling this thing. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. So long. See you later, Ian. Ian's gone, everyone. Let me tell you about damage. Do you know why Do you know why Jeremy Irons won the Oscar for that movie where he played, uh, that, uh, what his name was, the guy, guy who was defended by Ellen Dershowitz? You know what I mean? Close von Bulow. Okay, I'm out of the room right now, Dave. In my, uh, I was, I was actually acting like I'd left. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. You, yeah. you just walked back in, so I assumed that you were oh, hanging okay, around. No, it's, it's all, it's all fine. It's I'm all sorry. Right. I, I blew the, blew the cover. So uh, he won, he won the Academy Award. But do you know why he won the Academy Award for that movie? Uh, no, I, I do not. Because he had done Dead Ringers and didn't get the Oscar for that role. Oh, okay. And so this was like a make him up. Oh, all right, that makes sense. That happens sometimes with the Oscars. People feel guilty. They're like, why didn't we give him? An Oscar for that role in that crazy movie. I know. I was just trying to find the uh, film that he won that uh, the Oscar for, but uh, he's just done too many movies. No one can ever know. <laughs> no one can ever know. No one can ever know. It's around the same time as it's around the same time as Damage. You probably said it when you were reading. Uh, right, and that and, list and honestly, you know, it was all because they knew he was going to do uh, Alfred Pennyworth in Justice League, and they that, went like, you know what, he's going to deserve it for this later. I felt that was a real. And c- I'm sorry, he also. I say, I say, of course, Justice League. He, he, you know, he created the role in Batman v Superman. I apologize. Of course, he did. And then he brought the role to full fruition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was his Godfather two. <laughs> uh, it was a Justice League. I apologize again to everyone concerned. Sure, sure. Okay. 
Well, you know, you got to cash his check. You do? He's very good in um, uh, that Watchmen series that was on HBO. He was. He's very good at that. He was. That uh, was not what you would expect. It would not be good, but it was good. Did you, you watch it, did you? I did watch it. Huh? I thought uh, it was reversal very good. of fortune. He won reversal of fortune. That's a movie. Yes, yes. And uh, but I think he, I re- think the reason that he won was, I mean, he's fine in it, but it's more. It's a pretty much by the number sort of a movie. And uh, but he won for Dead Ringers, where he played twin gynecologists. Yep, drug addicted twin gynecologists. Which does sound like it would be a good sitcom premise. Yes, you're right. Two heroin addicted twin gynecologists undergoing a psychotic breakdown. Well, one, they like to rock and roll. A hot dog makes them lose control. What a crazy pair. What when a crazy they're... pair. With their surger- surgical instruments for mutant women. What, what can't stop them now? That's a... Identical gynecologists and they're drug addicted. They walk alike. They talk alike. They even service mutant women alike. They, they shoot up alike. their minds. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yes. It's a very good film. Yes. I've seen, uh, I haven't seen Cronenberg's early stuff, but I've seen most of his other stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So where did you jump on board? Uh, this is a good question. Well, I saw Existence. I saw that. What mm. else is he? Existence is he really done? good. Uh, Videodrome? Maybe That's video, early. Maybe Videodrome's video early. Drum. Okay. Videodrome's super early. Yeah. I, I mean, so you didn't a... see Scanners? and? No, I have not seen Scanners. That's okay. true. Uh, you just, so you haven't seen Louis Del Grande lose his head? No, no, I have not. You would have thought he would have seen that coming with the seeing. <laughs> it's like he was playing a different character. That's right. Yeah. Ah, oh, Louis Del Grande. He's one of those guys. He's still alive. But what's up? Like, what's he do? Yeah, what's yeah. What's going on? Does he live off the residuals from uh, from seeing things? That can't be. I feel like he's probably in theater and trying. I'm gonna say he probably made some good scratch on King of Kensington. Was he and, on King of Kensington? Yes, okay. he was. He was one. He was one. But of the think main anyone's on. like always oh, a writer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then and then seeing things had a surprising amount of seasons. Yeah, I yeah. did. It was a good show. You no, know, it was it was a good show, but again, it was one of those. Sh- it's it's surprising actually now that it's not uh, on. Like it feels like that would be the kind of show that would just rerun. For well, yeah, why isn't on Gem? Yeah. Get All right. Me. How many seasons would you say seeing things ran? Seven. Six. Ah, oh. still pretty good. No, that's really good. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but it's it's a no. It's worth talking about <clears throat> again. It's an interest. It's a very interesting show because it is so Canadian. It is ab- so absolutely Canadian. It's Canadian in a way that it's then it's Canadian at a time when we weren't self consciously Canadian. Do you know what I mean? Like it just is what it is. Yep. Like everyone's accents and, and, are what they are. And again, it was coming off of King of Kensington, which he was the head writer on. Okay, which ran five seasons. Wow, which then led into him. I didn't know that it came before. Uh, see, I thought they were simultaneous. No, they were they were mm. after each other, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. so he wrote himself a role in a in a new show. That's cool. It has starred his wife in it. Yeah, which is how you save your marriage. You know, you gotta <laughs> keep your keep your wife in there, which is fine. Keep your enemies close. Keep your wife closer. That's that's absolutely right. Uh, what else has he done? He's done Due South, The Outer Limits, and Goosebumps. I don't know. Maybe he made enough money. Uh, or he's one of these guys that invested well. Who knows? He did make money in Canadian TV back when you could make money in Canadian TV. I guess so. But also, I mean, like, Toronto has like a whole, uh, I know, art scene or arts life that we don't know about living on the West Coast. So like I say, he could be like, he. I mean, he's probably retired now, but he could have been in, like in plays and stuff like that or done Stratford, done, you know, or just been a writer. 
you know, written other things, written for shows, done ghostwriting. Have you ever have done you script ever punch up? Gone back and watched King of Kensington? No, I, I never watched it at the time. You sort of lost the last word there. You did. King of Kensington. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. Another sign of the virus. Another sign. Fourth yeah. sign of the you virus. You can't say the word Kensington. Wow, that's very specific. But you have gone back and watched it. I've never seen the show. You've never seen the show. No, I never watched it at the time. It's unwatchable. Now. I was too good for it's it. It's unwatchable. <laughs> okay, well, try for me. It was unwatchable Sweet at the time. Lord Almighty, yeah. watch the first scene. Watch the first scene of the first episode. Yeah, just watch it and just go. Oh, they're acting so hard. They're <laughs> acting so hard. And then, and then the mother's there, and she's, oh, my son, my son. It's just like everyone is so over the top. Yeah, like. All the sitcoms that were around then, yeah. I look back on and just go, uh, how could you not? Like, it's so easy to write. Yeah. So easy to write. Uh, Trouble with Tracy, un- unwatchable now, like beyond unwatchable. That's probably <laughs> the worst of the bunch. But okay. I was just, I just put up a, a thing here just taking a look like my, my parents' favorite sitcom that looks like only ran two seasons. It was Canadian. Uh, Excuse my French. That okay. was uh, about a mixed Anglophone Francophone couple living in Montreal huh. and disapproving families. I could see why they'd like that, though. Having... It was awful. Watch it now. And again, it's it, <laughs> and it's not like I never shows it. back then. Yeah. Like you watch Dick Van Dyke uh-huh. holds up. Yeah, nice and tight holds up great. Mm. Uh, old sitcoms, Maritime War Show looks looks great. Well, they're, you're, those are the cream of the crop. There must be some shows from that time period mm-hmm. that are garbage. Not as bad as this. <laughs> right. Honestly, there's no. Honestly, have you ever like? I was watching a YouTube video one time, and it was like a countdown of the worst sitcoms of the '80s. Sure, and I hadn't heard of a single one of them because they are all so obscure that you know maybe you've small heard of. Small Wonder, probably. I don't think Small Wonder was in there. I know this was even lower than Small Wonder. Oh, that's very hard to believe. I know it was weird. Like there were just shows that I was like, where was I? Okay, like I thought I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. Like if you said to me, Dave, did you waste your life as a teenager? I would say, yes, I wasted my life as a teenager. I sat all night watching television so I yeah. could see Monty Python at 10.30. It was such a fucking awkward time that I needed to have control of the TV from 7 till 10.30 so I could see Monty Python. And, but apparently I didn't watch that much television. Or I gave up by this point in time. I, I'd moved on from that. It, my like, heavy, watch, heavy watching a lot of TV thing was probably like a two-year stretch, really. Like this, it was more of a product of... And not having a lot of friends and stuff like that when I was in junior high, but but yeah, it's just it's it's strange. Like when you watch one like that, and you're and you're you're just blown away by by a mm-hmm. it's garbage, clearly garbage. Sure, actors you've never seen in your life, like never seen these actors before or since. It's it just, it felt like it was made up. That's how, but they was it was going. They're going to a lot of trouble to make up these things because they had like the full. They would show you the credit sequence, like the opening titles for every show, and they talk about what the show was about, and and it was just it was an amazing put on. I just looked up nineteen seventies Canadian sitcoms. Okay, because there's a reason that we stopped having sitcoms in was, Canada. Yeah, we stopped for a very long period. Because we were no time. good at them. And then, uh, and then Corner Gas kind of came back mm-hmm. and like uh, changed it. Yeah, but that was fairly recently. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this: How many sitcoms, Canadian sitcoms, and I'm just talking English? I don't know if, uh, what the French situation is. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, bullshit. There's like the French ones are here. Okay. Okay. There's French ones too. Okay, French and English sitcoms. How many in all of the 1970s? Yeah. Do you think uh, there was in Canada? Sitcoms. How many sitcoms were there? How many sitcoms in Canada in from 1970 to 1979? Okay, I'm going to say two. Beachcombers. <laughs> it's not a sitcom. King of Kensington. 
King Kensington was a sitcom. Beachcombers was not a sitcom. Well, how come? How come it's not a sitcom? It's a drama. Oh, was it a drama? Yeah. It wasn't funny. Well, no, it wasn't a sitcom. It wasn't like a laugh track or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. No, Beachcombers was never. Forget a Beachcombers then. Forget Beachcombers. Okay. No, eleven. Uh, Liu and me. Yes, that's one. Very good. Um, All right, let's see what you. King do. of Kensington. Yeah, we've already talked about Excuse My French and the Trouble with Tracy. Coming up, Rosie. Well, that's very good, but that's a kid show. Oh, that was a kid show. That was a kid show. That's right. And that was one that starred Dan Aykroyd, Uh John Candy, a lot of the SCTV people. And actually, the weird thing about that one was, because I do remember watching that as a kid, uh, Dan Aykroyd did it at the same time as he was doing Saturday Night Live the first season. Oh, wow. Yeah, he didn't leave to do it. uh, Yeah. That's good of him. Stay on the show for a while. Rosemary Radcliffe was the lead, which Mm. is why they had the name. And it was... um, I didn't know it was a kid show. I think it was like Dr... Oh. I want to say... it it spun off of a show called Dr. Zorg and the Zongs or something. <laughs> I know. That sounds like I'm having a fever dream right now. I understand I understand what you're saying and you're not COVID nineteen. You're not everyone. wrong yeah. to uh to say that. Be suspicious. Okay. Uh they there was a series that was right before it. Yeah. Doctor Zonk and the Zunkins. Oh, how could you get that mixed up? What right. a dope. And yeah, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, Dan what? Aykroyd. We're all uh, we're all in this. Fiona Reed mm. was also in it. Who was the wife and king of Kensington? Okay, but who was in Doctor Zonk and the Zunkins? You're asking. <laughs> I know. I know. We're you're all asking. wondering. I know you're asking. We're all that. wondering. Everyone. That was John Candy as well. John Candy was in uh, that. Gilda Radner. I knew she was in a Canadian show. Yeah, uh, Fiona Reed, uh, Rosemary Radner. So Gilda Radner was not in Coming Up Rosie, though. She was not. Okay, I thought she was. I thought she had a small. And they all, of course, met uh, doing that production of Godspell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I forget the name of the guy who played Jesus, but uh, he was uh, also Jesus in the Godspell movie. Oh, I know who you mean, Victor Garber. Victor Garber. Who was in a band called the Lollipop Shop in the 60s, Canadian group. And uh, works continuously, most recently, not most recently, but fairly recently, also in Legends of Tomorrow, which is a show oh, okay. I quite enjoy. Sure. Uh, okay, others. He was an si- alias. He was the father of. That's right. Of uh, whatever that girl's name was. Does that? a nice job, and he always likes a chance to sing. Give him a chance to sing. He's going to be quite he was happy. The, he was the the mean professor in Legally Blonde. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, another TV series. I always recognize Victor Garber. Flappers. Flappers. And I do actually remember this one. This is from 1979, so it's just on the edge. How about Peek and Neek, it was the two a, mice that float around in a balloon? Peek and Neek? Peek and Neek. Was this right? It's a French... It was a French... Uh, I want to see this. It's a kid's one. It's but I want to tell you about Flappers. Sure, tell me about Flappers. Set in Montreal nightclub during the Roaring Twenties. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right, so Peek and Neek, how do you spell that? I have no idea, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, Peek and Neek. And, uh, ne- oh, wait a second. What, what are you out of your mind? There's no, there's no such thing as Peek and Neek. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know what it is? <laughs> what is it? Neek and Peek. <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> how did I get it? I think it was Picnic. That's right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been it, my mnemonic device. It was, uh, puppet mice, that's yeah. right, who traveled yeah. around in a, in a hot air balloon. Yeah. It also aired on French television. They're fr- uh, they have French accents. As so. Nick Epic. Ah. That's right. Why wouldn't they go for the peak and Nick joke, which is like picnic? And it spun off a number of children's books. Huh. And they also hosted the first francophone broadcast of the Toronto Santa Claus Parade, which uh, <laughs> was never held again because of all the murders. <laughs> Caused by the, the panic over two mice, talking mice. Yeah. The, there's mice talking. Sacre bleu. Yeah, they Wait. had uh, they had a talking elephant that was yeah. next to him that didn't realize the mice would be there. He flipped out. Tabernacle. Uh, yeah, and then the only other English one. Oh, it's oh, it's also a French one. Yeah. Oh my God, it's one of these. It's called uh, Two's a Crowd. 
To the crowd. Which I guess is do the crowd. Uh, no. Uh, deux sans, <laughs> that is not the case. Deux sans toi. Uh, Canadian uh, television sitcom aired in French as well. Uh, huh? And this was, again, near the, near the end. Oh, it, fuck it. Five seasons? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. If you, if you, uh, can, get the, if you can get that French audience, it's you're a, laughing. Yeah, it's an incompatible married couple who love each other despite their differences. Oh. Good for them. Did you ever see that show that was um, a hockey show? And the way they would shoot it would be they would shoot the scene in English and then they'd shoot it in French? No. And it was like a, it was a show that was on CBC. And so they would shoot like each yeah. scene. They would just cast bilingual people. Yeah. And it would just be like, what? And then they uh, cut, and again, pourquoi? And they just shoot the same scene. <laughs> why do you say why? Okay. I don't know about that. What would what be? Qui? Comment? What is it? uh, it's how, but I mean. So. All right, well, whatever. I'm just You're saying, right. look, man, if you wanted this show to make money, yeah. uh, if we did it in French afterwards, mm. <laughs> cha-ching. Cha Le podcasting. Yeah. By the way, if uh, you don't care about Canadiana, uh, sorry, this is not the episode for you. Yeah. Or maybe you're fascinated by this strange, <laughs> arcane world. It's kind of different. We're locked in Canada right now, guys. We are locked we in Canada. We cannot leave. We can't leave. We have to. We have to celebrate ourselves. Yeah, we might want to go and get some, uh, sure. you know, uh, Popeye's chicken across the border. We can't. We can't do that. Dave can't go see his artsy fartsy movies. I can't. I can't at all. Can't. He has got to stay home. I can't see any movies. To be honest with you, the last artsy fartsy movie I went to, I went with Nina to see a movie actually. Oh, well, why don't you let us know what that was about? We went and saw the two, uh, it's called Two Godfathers. I thought it was three. Three Godfathers. Okay. No, it's called Tokyo Godfathers. And it's okay. um, it's a film, I don't know who, sorry, I can't remember the name of the person who directed it. Okay. But it was very good. It's a very good film. It's a great Christmas movie, by the way. Uh, Satoshi Khan. Thank you. And yeah, I didn't, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't know what to expect because I've never, I've never it seen it. It's the last movie they showed in that theater before they shut the fucker down. Is that right? Yeah. That was it. And then they shut to, well, not permanently, but yeah, like yeah. until, you know, the mm, troubles Until the troubles were over, yeah, yeah. No, it was funny because when we were leaving, uh, this one of the workers came in and he goes, well, he said, thanks for coming tonight. And he said, unfortunately, we're probably going to be closed within a week because they're just losing money yeah. showing movies because none, no one's coming. And of course, they're paying for the film and they're paying for the staff to be there and then yeah. no one shows up. And that's one. It's one thing if it's like at a Friday night show at 1130 at night to get a smaller, smallest crowd for a movie. That's kind of at the end of the day. You've already had a bunch of different showings during the day, and you've made your you've made your nut. So this is a little bit of icing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a whole other thing. If at seven thirty at night, you're getting like a crowd of fifteen people for a movie. Like that movie was really good. Like I, I'm sad that you couldn't make it. I know that you yeah. were you wanted to see it, but you probably didn't feel comfortable going out at this yeah. time. And I don't blame you. But yeah, it's uh, it was a really good film. Like I highly recommend it. And and just so people know, it's a Christmas movie. And so I think that would be a good time of year to throw it on. Okay. Instead of putting on Die Hard, watch uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Okay. It's very touching, but it's also uh, really funny, and it's uh, it's very good. It's a very good film. It never it never it never for a minute kind of lets you. There's no like part of the movie where you're kind of like, oh well, well, I guess we'll wait for this scene to pass by and wait. No, it's just like all good, all good through the whole film. It's good. Now, uh, and uh, this was the first time. Am, am I getting this right? That uh, the voice actor for the transgender character was actually a transgender actor, I think. I believe so. Oh, I don't know, because it's in Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, Japanese with, with uh, subtitles, which is how I prefer okay. to see foreign films, is the subtitles. Because you like reading. It's not that I like reading so much as I love to hear the actual inflection of the people who are yeah. in the acting moment. Yeah, I just watched Memories of Murder 
Uh, Very good movie. I know you didn't I, I super didn't like care it, for but, it as much as you did. Yeah. But it was dubbed, and that was unfortunate. Well, that's probably maybe also why you didn't like it maybe. as much. Uh, yeah, because you're not getting the actors. Uh, yeah, that's a really great movie. I was actually it was funny because I I guess because I looked up that every scene or every frame of painting. Yeah, uh, I thought it was very about well it. shot. I thought it was a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, then another one came up, and it was comparing Zodiac in that film. Okay. As in two movies where there's no solution to the mystery. Okay. And Slight spoiler there, but okay, go ahead. Well, sorry. Oh, well, here's the thing. It's be- the both are based on true stories. So, they're both based on true stories. Which yeah. I did not know going into this film. I didn't know that at all. I mean, I must have must have known it when I saw it, but I didn't remember it anyway. But yeah, it's a very it's a very good film. It's a very frustrating movie to watch, of course, because it's, it's a lot of incompetence and arrogance and egos and and uh, I just love that one guy who just spends his whole movie like doing these kicks at people yeah. <laughs> this is like just so much machismo and yeah. every every wrong every wrong i mean the one emotion the one, you can one thing i into really situation. do like is the idea that this doesn't work yeah like being the guys that are the tough cops who like smack a guy around yeah and get the that's what i liked about it yeah, yeah. You're, you're a couple of dopes and you're actually not helping at all yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i liked about it because it really twists your 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 preconceptions or your conceptions of of how that should work in a movie right like when you have, have a buddy cop movie they're like the most inept people really like they're terrible cops they're, they're not doing their job they're always goofing off yeah they're always they're they're but haphazard they way results damn it exactly results. but it's so fake because they're haphazard re- yeah. way of going about stuff would not only not get results but it wouldn't even be allowed into a court because they've broken all, all the all the laws of chain of evidence and and you know uh, witness tampering and all those it's other okay. things. The, you know? the, the, the bad guy's killed. The bad guy doesn't <laughs> like get arrested again. Diplomatic immunity. They try. Look, Dave. Yeah. They tried to arrest the guy. Yeah. They had him. Uh, the one guy wanted to kill him. His partner convinced him not to because then he'd be as bad as him. Yeah. And so it's fine. Oh, but oh shit! There was a gun, loose gun. Guy grabbed it. He had no choice. And the guy who didn't want to shoot him, he shot him. <laughs> Oh boy! He shot him, and he's dead. And he falls off the wow. he falls off the building, wow. and does the ah, oh, sure. thunk. Yeah, and uh, the other guy goes, uh, "Have a nice fall. <laughs> have a nice tr- have a nice trip this fall. Have a nice trip this fall. Gravity, it's bad, <laughs> huh? Gravity's a bitch. Say hi to the say hi to the ground for me, fucker. Mm. <laughs> hey, when you see Satan, yeah. um." Here's five bucks I owe him. And throws five bucks off the oh, off the side of the waste, building. It's a waste of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to think of clever things. That's what's, that's what's kind of good about. It's not a perfect movie, but that movie, the other guys with um, Will Ferrell yeah. and there's some good stuff to and that. Mark Wahlberg. I, I just like the fact that you know it just kind of it just kind of takes away all that kind of nonsense, you know, and just. You know, when the explosion happens behind them, they get knocked down by it. It's painful. It's loud. They're complaining. Like, it's like, you know, I can see why it didn't succeed in the theaters because it's, it's such a pull back the curtain and reveal all the yeah. nonsense that people are just like, ugh. Have you ever been near an actual explosion? Um, how big? I don't know. Pick one. Like, I don't need to judge your explosions. But like <laughs> one that uh, was big enough for you to remember it. How about big enough that it blew uh, a mailbox off of a wall? Lovely. Instead love of flying. It. Okay, go yeah. ahead. You've been near one of those? Yep. Yeah, you, you react. Oh, yeah, it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. And we're also, we're also running away. Yeah, and I've told this someone's, story It was someone's house at Halloween. But so. there's a movie called Malone that I'm an extra in, and it's uh, if you look at the, the video box, the explosion I'm talking about is the one on the cover. And, uh, yeah, they blew up a barn. And uh, me and a guy were far enough away 
that we're not in the scene mm-hmm. and we're watching it. We're like quite far away. Yeah. And we watch it like blow up. And we're like, oh, that's neat. And then you hear, boom. I'm like, oh, geez. That was loud. Wasn't that low? And just then the wave of heat hits us and knocks us back off our feet. Wow. Yeah. From wow. very, very far away. Yeah. So that's the one thing you don't get with the explosion thing is like wave of heat. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very hot. Well, know? that's why they get knocked over by yeah, the, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, it's interesting. Displacement, my friends. Displacement. Let me just say, though, it's no Spencer Confidential. What is that? Mark Wahlberg's new uh, Netflix I movie. I watched it. Well, you know what? If you're not going to keep up on pop culture, Ian, what can I say? Okay. He has a dog and a brassy girlfriend. She's quite the Boston dame, let me just tell you. She has opinions and also a dog grooming business. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. I told you I told you my uh, my joke about his 9-11 thing, right? I don't know. My joke about his 9-11 thing was he was quoted uh, a little bit after 9-11 uh, saying that he felt like if he was on oh, one of the yes, planes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Could have stopped because uh, he was going to be on one of the planes, but his, right. he and his family were taken he, off. He could it. have stopped it from happening. And my joke on it is, you can even stop the happening from happening. <laughs> you mean the making of the movie? Uh, no, I'm talking about 9/11. Oh, anyway, um, going to go to letters from uh, last week's uh, show. And uh, last last week we asked you guys, uh, why is 9/11 a hoax? And so we had some really <laughs> good responses. Yes. No, we did not. Uh, we were asking... Uh, People send us their loose change. Something cultural that a parent or guardian took you to see that had a big effect on you, for good or bad, are your favorite classical or modern fine artist. My favorite fine artist, David Fine. Oh. Uh, very, followed very followed closely by Larry Fine from the Three Studios. Oh, another fine artist. <laughs> uh, our friend Louise wrote... Yes. Uh, the original Star. Oh, go. This was this was a separate thing where we were talking about. She she was away for a couple on, of weeks on Star Trek. Yeah. Are you going back? Because she 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 responded to some stuff from a couple of shows back. Okay. Too. Well, I'm I'm just looking at last last okay. week's uh, response that she All she right. gave us. If you want to go farther back than that, brother, you can. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Sure. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna read last week's and then we'll yeah, go yeah, yeah. farther back. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Louise, thank you so much for dropping off uh, some girl guide cookies for uh, myself and David. Yes, uh, we uh, much much appreciate it. Uh, there and 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 our American friends when they heard about that went, oh, did you get the lemon ones? The lemon ones are so good. I don't even and lemon like, ones. Uh, the lemon ones. You're thinking Girl Scout cookies. Uh-huh. We're talking Girl Guide cookies as well. Yeah, we have Girl in Guide Canada. Yeah. There, uh, we have two different options for that. Uh, one time of the year we have the chocolate and vanilla cookies, mm-hmm. and the other time of the year we have the chocolate mint cookies, which more people prefer, but not me. I prefer <laughs> the vanilla and chocolate ones. So this is my me time too. to shine. I love the vanilla and chocolate ones. I do not like the mint ones at all. I'm all not right. a mint chocolate guy. Uh, someone once told me put them in a milkshake. They were correct. That does make a delicious milkshake. Ah, Louise, no. what the mint ones? Right, what the mint ones in a milkshake? Yes. See, you know what? I used to say that I. That I do not mind texture. Like, I'm not really a big food texture kind of guy. I know you are. Yep. Hence, you don't like spaghetti sandwiches, for instance. The idea of it is disgusting. The idea of milk and cereal kills you. Yeah, don't like that. But for me, it's grit in something. Uh Like, remember, for the longest time we talked about, I always wanted to go to Sherry's in Bellingham and have a milkshake there because they put a pie into the milkshake. Sure. Which to me sounded great. Because what I was picturing was like chunks of pie in a milkshake. But what they do is they finely blend it yeah. into the milkshake. And so it's like drinking sand in in ice cream, which is not my idea of fun. feels like you want to eat it with a spoon probably instead. But see, it would be so much better if it was like a thick milkshake yeah. 
with just pieces of pie. with pieces of pie, like you know, like like how do you just get, kind of crushed get up. At them? Do you eat them with a spoon? Yeah, they eat with a spoon. That'd be oh. awesome. All right. Well, let them know. They they they. Once we can cross the border, let my them dreams, know. my expectations were okay. Down. Louise writes because uh, we're talking about Star Louise. Trek and infections and whatnot. Yeah. The original Star Trek had a few in, you infection related episodes. In the Mark of Gideon, Kirk is kidnapped so he can infect a woman with a virus so she can infect others and decrease the population of an overcrowded planet. Yikes. Who's he? Thanos? Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Where's my slide whistle? In uh, Operation Boom. Annihilate, they beam down yep. to a colony infected with giant one-celled parasites that attach themselves to their host's backs so they can spread through the galaxy. Ew. Oh. At our uh, house, we call the episode The One with the Flying Pancakes. <laughs> nice. In, uh, yeah, so, wait, let me just interrupt for this one second. The Dutch Star trek a that, that sounds... It sounds like a good idea. Like when I when you describe that to me, sure, it sounds like a cool episode. I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I didn't see that one, and you know, the, the couple I've seen. But when she said the flying pancakes, and I realized, oh, it would be spoiled by having this kind of cheap effects that are just embarrassing to look at, and then I wouldn't enjoy it. All right, go on, sir. In naked time, <laughs> the crew passes on an infection through their sweat. Mm. That makes them act like they're intoxicated. Oh, I saw that. The next so, generation crew it's runs very embarrassing. the same problem in The Naked Now. Uh, a cultural event that my mom took me to when I was young was the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Oh, nice. It inspired me to take up ballet and other styles of dance. She also took our family to an Emily Carr exhibit at the Vancouver Art Gallery. That let me know a woman can be a great artist. I'd say she is my favorite artist. Hmm. There's now some debate as to whether or not her paintings of First Nations villages and totem poles constitute cultural appropriation, but I think they pay tribute to the power of indigenous art and culture. Yeah. Less controversial are her landscapes. Her impressionistic and abstract images of West Coast trees and forests are outstanding. If you go to the uh, Vancouver Art Gallery, you can still see those. Yes, well, you, you can. can now because they're closed. Everything's closed. Yeah, you can go there right now. We live in the end times. Sorry about that. But Glad the end times are just before the beginning again times. Glad we went and saw that Cindy Sherman uh, thing when we did. Mm. Got in just in time. Gavin Pitts, our friend Gavin Pitts. He's been on the show. He wasn't the shits. We'd have him back again. We like him to bits. Let me read letters from Gavin Pitts. Wow, that was good. Hmm, Besides something that, cultural. That inappropriate swear word. I, I remember mom and dad taking me to the Royal Agricultural Show when I was about seven or eight. Huh? They had, what is it? Seven or eight. It is a big damn difference. <laughs> I'm a Catholic and uh, at eight, you were responsible for your own sins. Oh. Uh, and they had a giant squid that had washed up on the beach, preserved in alcohol. Must okay. be 30 feet long. Wow. I believe that started my love affair, figurative only, with weird invertebrates. Because <laughs> uh, uh, if it, we were seven, it's not your fault. Yeah. Uh, also, it was the first time I had fairy floss slash cotton candy. Ah. Favorites. Did not know uh, it was called that in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah. In England as well. Fairy floss. Yep. Favorite huh. uh, fine artist, Australian painter Frederick McCubbin. American photographer Cindy Sherman. Huh? Love, love her too? Cindy Sherman again. Hey, Gavin. Good stuff. Edward Dragansky. There ain't no hanky-panky. When Edward Dragansky's in town, <laughs> he writes us a letter and knits us a sweater. And then we turn it into an evening gown. All right. Edward, uh, <laughs> Edward writes, I got lucky. This is the fifth sign of uh, COVID-19. At an early age. Got lucky at an early age. Well, I never. Uh, when I showed some talent for oh. art, along with the urge to pursue it. 
This gave my folks the reason to foster that talent by giving me anything I needed, lessons, tools, and an education. So I guess I can safely say that my folks did everything they could to help me be successful. Good. That's good. I get my visual creativity from my mom's side of the family, which is full of artists and designers. My dad's side was uh, full of musicians uh, dating back to vaudeville and the circus. But I have uh, not a musical bone in my body. <laughs> uh, Dad was a civil engineer for 40 years and could only play one song on the accordion. Dad's objective brain still fails uh, to fully grasp my subjective path through the arts, <laughs> even though he did his best to tutor me in algebra and geometry with little success. Mm. Poor Dad. Yeah. That kind of thing adds up. It's when, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, when played a sad accordion. <laughs> on the funny bone in my body. Uh, that side of the brain is dead and looks like that graveyard at the end of Gangs of New York. There you go. Watch Gangs of New York. Wait, Get read reference. that again because we interrupted it. For that the side of my brain yeah. okay, is dead Oh, and looks like the graveyard at the end of the movie Gangs of New York. I've never seen that movie. All right. Let's watch it now. Sure. David, I got to watch it now. Yep. This will truncate the silence. <laughs> it makes sense now, right? That was hilarious. That's good. Nice, nice work. Um, I will say that I've done my best uh, to turn this ship around and try to introduce some culture to my folks by urging them to visit museums and taking some art, but <laughs> they just continue to put it off. Yeah. Uh, it's really, and now it's too late because it's all shut down. All of it! Seize the day, you fools! <laughs> Carpe diem. It's really hard to pick a favorite artist I admire. I've gone through so many stages of inspiration. In yeah. the past, though, I've gravitated towards Alphonse Mucha. 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 Well, Mucha, sorry. Art Nouveau, a very famous Gustave Art Nouveau. Gustave uh, Klimt. Klimt uh, is great. And uh, Maxfield uh, Parrish for also their more great. illustrative approach to Beautiful neoclassical painter. styles. Maxfield Paint, Maxwell Parrish was kind of like a magazine uh, illustrator in, in his in his day. This would have been in the, probably the teens and 20s, I guess he was. But when, but beautiful, beautiful glow to his paintings. But let me tell you three modern artists that have influenced uh, Sure. Three modern artists who have influenced me heavily have always been Drew Struzan, okay. uh, Thomas Blackshear, and Bill Sankovich. Sankovich, uh, yeah. Those three uh, wrote the book on the essentials of being an illustrator, and they continue to inspire me. Uh, this is my Drew Struzan story. Is sitting, having, playing a, a game of poker with, again, our friends David Fine, Allison Snowden, mm -hmm. and uh, Marv Newland was there. Uh, uh, the, the animator behind Bambi meets Godzilla and many other things. Bring up uh, my wife brings up Drew Struzan and he goes Drew Struzan. Uh, he was my roommate in college, so that's <laughs> neat. Uh, I've liked Bill Sienkiewicz for a long time. I met him since, at an airport. And he was his days, damn pleasant. Since his days uh, doing cover illustrations for Rom Space Night, and you liked his work on New Mutants. I loved his work on New Mutants, but I first saw him doing the rom covers and he then he got, actually got to do the interior of a they let him do a comic because that was pretty crazily illustrated his warlock was fantastic and uh, then he went on to frank miller did uh electra electra that's another great crazy. series and there's also yep. a daredevil um story he did i forget the name of it but uh I did not the read that kingpin one. in that Mm. is what the king ah uh, yes in, i thought it looked very sankevichy in yeah in, uh, in uh, spider-verse uh, it's into the spider-verse yeah, yeah, yeah uh interesting Edward uh, continues to write. Also, thanks for uh, the Night in Tehran video above. Uh, so we put up a video from uh, the TV show Fridays uh, with Larry David. Uh, and it was a, a, a Marx Brothers riff. Yes. I would. Uh, it's, it's weird to say parody. I would say tribute. It's not, it's not really a parody, no. More it's, of a tribute. It's more of like an out-and-out 
pastiche of just a Merck brother thing. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it's like, what if they were in modern times? And it, it, yeah, pretty good. Uh, go to sneakydragon.com, check it, check it out on uh, last, last. last week's episode. Uh, I'm sure I saw this years ago, but I have no recollection of it. I watched Fridays faithfully and was already a Marx fan, so I'm sure I enjoyed it fully at the time with the notion I'd never see it again. Now yeah. here we are years later with the ability to watch anything, anywhere, now about that flying car. <laughs> this, this reminds me of um, a sketch about 1984 that I think I put up uh, that was from the show The New Show with Buck Henry and uh, Jeff Goldblum. And it was just a parody of 1984, and I remember it so clearly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was very, very good. It's available on YouTube. They also have, uh, on the new show, John Candy uh, doing these short Twilight Zones. They're like, we ain't got uh, time except for a couple of minutes, so uh, we just get right to it. Okay. Which is basically what they did on Future Amulator as well. Yeah, I didn't like that. But on uh, night, that's fine. The show got canceled, so you'll be happy to. No, no, no. It was, just, it was two. It was just spoilers, though. And I was, if they'd done it with like made-up stories rather than using the actual oh, Twilight Zone episodes, because yeah. for Mary, who I would love to have seen this, for her to see those some of those Twilight Zone oh, episodes, okay, they just gave spoiler after spoiler, and it was oh, just that's like, a drag. it's just like you know us getting the uh, the peanuts Susan Kane spoiler. Yeah, you know the one thing I really liked about the 1984 thing was this. It was Jeff Goldblum, and he's talking with a girl that uh, that he loves. About, you know, uh, how much he hates the sun. It's just like, oh, to me, the worst thing would be like taking a vacation in Hawaii. That would be the worst. Yeah. And then later on, uh, Big Brother's, you know, goons burst in like, all right, we're going to take you to your worst fear. And so it's just him on a beach in Hawaii, just in a, in a chair where the other person's getting like the rat cage on the face. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's Hawaii. It's the worst. <laughs> Chris Roberts uh, writes, I've been brooding, brooding, I tells you. To think of anything a parent or guardian took me uh, to see that had a big effect. Huh. Uh, and the answer is literally nothing. Wow. Pretty much all the cool stuff that had a major impact on me I found for myself through books, TV, comics, and friends. There is one example, though, that comes close. My sister's record collection. See, young'uns, I was born in 1961, and my sister Carol is 10 years older. Uh, wow. So she has a sweet spot as a teen uh, when some of the greatest music of all time was written and recorded and i was right behind her absorbing it all at a very <laughs> tender age almost like a uh, dave's sneaky dragon uh, uh, dance uh, record party listening party uh, i don't know the name of the show i remember carol coming home from school sneaky one drive day. in listening party very good uh do you ever listen to that show sneaky drive in listening yeah. party no probably for the best uh the host reminds me a lot of you I remember Carol coming home from school one day with her friend, both of them in a state of high excitement. Okay. And putting on a new album, a new album on her groovy set record player. Beautiful. It was A Hard Day's Night, possibly just released. I just stared at the faces on the cover for ages as the music swept me away. The first bars of I Should Have Known Better always take me back to that transcendent moment. Wow. She had loads of singles, too. Uh, the Pearl among them, Star- Strawberry Fields Forever slash Penny Lane. Yeah. And when I, uh, which I played over and over whenever she let me. I also remembered this weird looking white album with a white peel off <laughs> label shaped like a banana. I was five. I had no idea why Lou was waiting for his man or why he <laughs> might need $26. But I dug it, Daddy, and I still do. Wow. Favorite fine artist, impossible to choose. But top five would be uh, Kandinsky, uh, Miro, Matisse, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, and uh, Diane, uh, also wife. Uh, did you really need to ask why the Loch Ness Monster caught the public imagination so widely? The answer is easy. All the others are fake. Oh, nice one. Good point. I missed that. I missed the comments. I, I guess these came in recently because yeah. I've, been, I've been a little busy the last couple of days. Uh, I didn't sing about Chris Roberts. I'm sorry. 
Chris Roberts, you know he never farts. And he's got a master in the arts. He will come and play some darts. That's why people like Chris Roberts. All right. It's Roberts. I'm sorry. <laughs> good, good work, though. And now it's Brett, uh, Brett Tannehill. Oh, good luck. Brent Tannehill, you'll never get your fill. He's the kind of guy who will never get ill. He'll drink swill. He'll take you to the mill. And you'll like to be with Brent Tannehill. Uh, hey, guys. All those things sound great. Hey, guys. <laughs> Please I've, take us to the mill. I've been I've been a sucker for paintings that look like real life. And the more realistic, the better. Hmm. Norman Rockwell is one of my favorites. And so is Maxfield Parish. Oh, when two I become, votes for Maxfield Parish. When I become president, or even better yet, king of the entire world, <laughs> I'm going to make it mandatory at any po- modern art exhibit to have 20% of the art done by third graders and not tell the visitors which ones are which. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, my only problem with Norman Rockwell, I think, is that he is in so many doctor's offices that I associate him with me being nervous and waiting for a doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, and like having to like sit in my underwear on wax paper mm-hmm. and crumple, crumple, and get my yeah, blood yeah. pressure taken. So yeah. I'm like, well, I'm looking at... You know, the picture of the uh, doctor examining the girl's doll. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. some kid with his pants down <laughs> and uh, looking at something or some shit. Mm. Yeah, but Norman Rockwell is good. It's just uh, the He's context. an amazing... The uh, context is... No one of my favorite paintings by him is there's one of a kid sitting between two highway patrol officers, I guess, at a diner. Mm. Oh, yes. And they're sitting on these chrome stools. And the, the chrome is just amazingly... Uh, you know, rendered. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. It's an amazing painting. So I do, I do like that. But you know, I'm a, I'm a person of, I'm a person of Catholic tastes. So I like my modern art. I like my conceptual modern art, and but I also like that kind of no, realistic art. Have. I also like really old art too. Would be a fun thing to do is like once a year have a thing where it's like be another religion for a week, just for a week. Mm. Try it. Just like, just wow. see, see, see what it'd be like. Yeah. And like, it's cool. And it's just a way of like having people like open to you. Like, all right, come on, just give it a, give it a shot hmm. and see, see what you think. Yeah. See, we, see if you like confession. You might, you might like, might, might like it. It's pretty good. Okay. Feel pretty good afterwards. Feel a little bit relieved. <laughs> well, we do public confession. But. Oh, that's good. Public confession. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't say your prayers. You just ask for forgiveness, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, so, no, it's not your prayers. You don't say your sins out loud, but. Okay. Did you have another Louise uh, thing that you wanted to? Yeah, sure. Please do. Sure. I just want to say thank you to everyone who wrote this week. That was a lot, and that was all great. All great. I love to hear the things that you, the artists that you like. That's very interesting to me. So this is from Louise. She says, I did enjoy Emma, period. Mm. You know that Emma, the new movie Emma, has a period after Emma. I did not know that, but oh. I'll find that out Friday when it's available uh, to watch on television. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, when the director was asked why there's a period after Emma, she said because it's a period movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Silly. She goes, I did enjoy Emma for the most part. One part I didn't need to see was Knightley's naked backside. That is true. You do see his naked backside. They were clearly just trying to up the ante on the Colin Firth wet shirt scene from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I'm overly obsessed with the age difference between actors cast as romantic interests in film and TV. So I looked up the gap between Emma and Mr. Knightley in the book, about 17 years, okay, and did the math to calculate the gap between the actors in the major adaptations. 1996, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeremy Northam, 11 years. 1996, Kate Beckinsale and Mark Strong, 10 years. Mark Strong. It can't be a British movie if Mark Strong is not in it. <laughs> 2009, Romola Garay and Johnny Lee Miller, 10 years. 2020, Anya Taylor-Joy and Johnny Flynn, 13 years. 
But the real ages of the actors don't matter so much as the apparent age of the characters on screen. And I think Dave is right when he says they keep trying to age down Mr. Knightley to appease modern tastes. Marianne and Colonel Brandon have a similar age gap in Sense and Sensibility. And some people don't like it, that Mm. they end up together. But then as now, older men and younger women do fall in love and get married. 1959, my mom and dad, 14 years apart. I haven't seen the whole movie yet, but the 2007 North Anger Abbey with Felicity Jones does use that Walter Mitty-ish device of dramatizing the gothic scenarios Catherine imagines. I read a modern adaptation of the novel recently by Val McDermott, where the heroine is a fan of the Twilight novels and wonders if her host is a vampire. That sounds interesting. I just want to, I didn't write to Louise on the website, but I'm just going to say for our audience who may not have seen those comments please please don't talk to our listeners please don't do that okay okay just don't just don't interact (laughs) sorry and so because i mentioned that there's i don't know if it would count as a major adaptation but i think it is it was a it was a um adaptation by on the bbc in 1972 okay and the two actors in that um they one guy's name was john carson and the actress's name was like dorian dorian godwin Mm -hmm. And there was actually 17 years apart between them. So they actually were the exact age of, oh, the, okay. of the characters in the book. And it does make the eventual revelation of Knightley as a romantic interest more surprising and like that. because And also this actor, to my taste, I just want to say, was not an attractive man. So he lacks that element. Because really, the idea of Knightley as a character is not who... Because we have already have uh, Frank Churchill. Boy, I'm giving away a lot here. Aren't I? <laughs> we already have Frank Churchill as a romantic interest who's like this handsome man who attracts her interest at first before she realizes that he's, uh, that he's kind of a, you know, a foppish you know, person, a sort of a shallow character. Knightley is the person who is this deep, empathetic, loving, kind person. And it's not about who, you know, what he looks like. It's about who he is that's attractive to her, you know. And so it's more surprising when it's an actor who's not great looking. And once again, not to my taste, Johnny Flynn, I don't think is great looking in the new Emma. So I think that's a good part of the character there. But in this, in the BBC one, yeah, like he's an older, older man, losing, you know, balding older man who, who uh, loves this young woman and doesn't think that he could ever have her because he's not a young Frank Churchill. He's not a young person, but you know, it, that's, that's who she falls in love with. And that's, it's so, it's so works so well in that, in that scenario. And when you, when you change that age difference, when you squeeze it up and you have actors that look fairly similar in age, it doesn't make it surprising. It makes it natural that they would fall in love with each other, you know? Uh, I did watch Northanger Abbey, and I'm just going to say one thing about it is it's also adapted by Andrew Davis, who did the did the Colin Firth Jennifer Ely adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, as well as a version of Sense and Sensibility, not the not the uh, Emma Thompson one, but um, it's he's too sexy. Okay, he's too sexy. He cannot like, resist like us on this show. Yeah, it throws people. We're on. too sexy for I'm our podcast. Yeah, I got you. And but. Like, so when we were talking about like having like sequences, imaginary sequences, I love the idea of the animated element of it, where it's really like exaggeratedly, you know, so over the top horrible or so, but so kind of silly horrible, like, cause her imagination, it's not going to let her be like really frightening, but it's going to be like silly frightening, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this film, like her things that she's imagining are essentially, and I hate to say this, but they're kind of like rape fantasies yeah. where like a highwayman takes the, you know, kill, you know, tax, you know, robs the carriage and takes her away, you know, that kind of stuff 
where I don't know if that's what Jane Austen was going for with her imagination. That it was, you know, so, yeah, yeah. And also that book is very br- abrupt. Like it kind of, then it's over. Is this a story? Because it's a juvenile novel. It's not, it was written before Pride and Prejudice. It was written before she got her game. Okay. You know, so it was published because, you know, grist for the mill you know, and people will buy Jane Austen but it's you know it's not like a major work by her so as a movie I think it would be really good if it was done by someone like Whit Stillman mm-hmm. and you just kind of said go to town like make it into a movie don't make it into an adaptation of Jane Austen you know do what you did with Lady Susan because Lady Susan as it stood was unfilmable make your own movie of this source material and I think that would be more interesting than doing a faithful adaptation end of sermon there you go strong uh, strong views but uh let me just, I think that uh, Louise also wrote one more time. Oh, sure, sure. Let me find that one. Uh, Louise asks. Oh, good. This good. is on episode 431. Okay. She says, does anyone else remember a weird Huckleberry Finn TV series that was shown during episodes of the Banana Splits show? Becky, Tom, and Huck were played by live action actors shot against blue screen. Animated backgrounds and characters were then added in post. It was a little trippy. That show is a little too early for me. Like I don't, I'm not old enough to remember it very well. Okay. I have seen later ones, but I don't remember that being a section. We're remember? not talking about Huckleberry Finn and Friends, are we? From 1979, Louise. Is this what we're talking about? Is this what we're talking? No, about, I think Louise? it's an interest. There's a. It was one of the because uh, Banana Splits is essentially like an anthology show. Yeah. That would have like the Fantastic Four cartoon, Fantastic Planet, or Island, Fantastic Island, Fantastic Island. That's right. That's right. And then and then uh, obviously they must have done a. Uh, Huckleberry Finn one as well. Right, 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 um, right, right, right. Then she says, Doug's comment on the movement and reforming of organic matter reminds me of the scene in Hamlet where he says, A man may fish with the worm that hath eat of a king and eat of the fish that hath fed of that worm. Nothing but to show you how a king may go a progress through the guts of a beggar. So maybe we can enjoy a little Shakespeare in more ways than one. Okay, so uh, here's, here's what's going on. Uh, what uh, what uh, you're, you're remembering is The New Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, uh, which uh, originally aired on NBC from 68 to 69. Oh, uh, there you are. Uh, and then they did put that into uh, the Banana Splits, Banana Splits uh, later on. Ah, okay. That's right. Okay. So, uh, so, so Waste correct. not, want not is what they said. No, on the Banana Splits, uh, here's, here's what, you, what you had. Each show had four segments on the Banana Splits. Yeah. Uh, there was Arabian Nights. Okay. There was the Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. Danger Island, and yep. Micro Ventures. Oh. Uh, with a shrinking machine, not to be confused with Doctor Shrinker. Doctor Shrinker. Doctor Shrinker. Second season, yep. the Three Musketeers were replaced by the Hillbilly Bears. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, yeah, the Adventures of Gulliver and the New Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Huh. Which, that's interesting because it was the new adventure, uh, the Adventures of Gulliver, and we did talk about Gulliver's Travels as well on a previous show. It's all coming together, man. Yeah, it's, it's all just uh, it's a big circle. Together. It's one yeah. big circle jerk. So uh, that's what it is, Louise. We can May the circle be, be unbroken. <laughs> I, I jerk. Lurk you're a jerk. By. You're a jerk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say for questions this week. Okay, for questions this week. All right. Uh, one. Uh, would be uh, we talked about a lot of Canadian stuff here. We did. What's something Canadian? Oh, that you like? 
What's a Canadian thing that you like? Okay, everyone. Something Canadian. Not us, guys. Come on. Yeah. We get enough compliments all the time. And then uh, I would also say, uh, hey, what you doing? What you doing during these times? What are you doing at home? What are you, what are you doing to kind of smooth things out and uh, deal with things? What are, you, what are you up to? What's happening? How's it going? Because we do care about you guys and uh, know it's a stressful time. Hopefully, uh, this nattering that we're doing here helps kill a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, hopefully. Uh, Nattering is the word. But, uh, uh, you know, you get a lot of uh, uh, good thoughts and uh, love coming from uh, us two uh, Canadian jerks. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's know. What, what are you up to? How's it going? What, what, what have you been doing? What are you, uh, what's going on? Uh, for, for myself, reading yeah. quite a bit. Okay. Um, normally, we'd be doing uh, the Critical Hit show next week. So oh. we're now trying to figure a way of doing that probably in the basement with limited amount of people rotating okay. in. Yeah. I'm talking with my sister-in-law, Vicky, about how to do some video stuff. Sure. Um, well, if, you need, if you need a film, if you need a second camera, let me know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Might might uh, take you up on that. Um, and do you have a camera? Uh, yeah, we do, actually. It's like a smaller one, though, but it could it could be serviceable. We'll talk afterwards. Sure. That sounds good. Uh, but yeah, just trying to do cr- kind of some creative stuff. But the first couple of days of this have been like tiring. It's been very okay. exhausting. Yeah, you know, and then you, you you feel every little thing go like, oh, is that a thing? Mm. Is this it? Huh? <laughs> and uh, no. Uh, but it was it was actually very nice the other the other day. The, the tip I've been giving people who are worried about like food going, you know, food shortages because my sister in law uh, Vicky went to uh, the Safeway uh, and on Davy, yeah, which is kind of a busy street in here in Vancouver, and yes. it was like just like lineup that was like an hour crazy uh food off people, the shelves. people are just scared but yeah of course they're scared absolutely yeah. and so my tip is and i'm not saying people are racist but i say shop where the racists won't uh <laughs> and um so there's like a lot of uh, ethnic supermarkets that are in my neighborhood and we went to one uh the other day it's like a tnt and uh, it was just beautiful. It was yeah. great. You know, just lots of fruit and vegetables and everything. Cool. And, you know, some stuff was off the shelves and, and yeah, sold yeah. out. But for the most part, people were calm. Here was the, here was the, here was the they're, thing. Was, they're out of ethnic toilet paper. Exactly. Uh, this was, uh, this. yes, I can say nothing. Um, but past that point. Here was the thing. We were, we, we, we were trepidatious going in because we thought it's going to be like, ugh, it's going to be all crowded in there. It's mm. all mean and frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing is you go to get the shopping cart and you have to put the dollar in and uh, pull it out. Yeah. And uh, this woman was trying to do this and her 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 uh, dollar was was uh, stuck. And so we're trying to help. And then another person was trying to help. And all three of us are trying to help. We're just trying to help. It's ridiculous. It's not working. And we all just end up laughing. And it's just so stupid. Just went, We've infected everything. Who cares? <laughs> we came into it all, you know, like we're going to try our best. But, oh, Lordy, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. went in. We soaked up our hands. and It was fine. But we're like, okay, yeah. we're all we're all going in laughing, so that was nice. And then seeing that things were there and it was calm just was it just was really, really That's nice. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um it's been busy in Aldergrove. It's not quite as crazy, but you do notice I, I went I had to get some chicken food on um And by that I mean food for your chickens. Yes. Not food that is chicken. Not food that is chickens. Okay. Some chi- food for the chickens on Friday last week. And and I wasn't really thinking about this at the time, uh, but I had planned to, to have uh, some hot dogs for dinner, mm-hmm. three of them. And uh, I, I thought we had buns, but I thought maybe we don't. I'll maybe go get some buns in the store just for the heck of it. So I picked up the chicken feed, and that was good. It was fine. Then I went over, and the 
parking lot of, of the Otter Co-op in Aldergrove right. was packed. There wasn't oh, wow. a parking spot to be found. Wow. And I was just like, well, I did not want to get anything but a bag of hot dog buns, so forget it. I'm just going to go home. But yeah, it was uh, crazy that it was that busy. It was just nuts. So imagine inside, they, oh, it's just silly. It's, just it's silly. And the fact that they yeah. took away the Safeway from Aldergrove. Yeah. So we're down a grocery store, basically. So yeah. it's really put the pressure on the, the Save-On and the Otter Co-op, because that's all there is for groceries. I think we had this mindset that, you know, in the times of troubles, everyone's going to be like, ugh, it's like a real us versus mm-hmm. them yeah. thing, thing. And it's like, it's it's really it's really not. Yeah. I think there's some people like that, but I think most people are, are rolling with the, with the punches here. And, you know, grocery stores here in canada anyway grocery stores are, are an essential service yeah so they w- won't be closing and there's no shortage of supplies there's no shortage coming down the coming yeah down the pike. and as my my nephew who used to work for eva logistics which is the warehouse for the for save on foods for one of our bigger grocery chains here in bc so you know he put a shout out to his friends who's still working there just says, and the guys working there just saying shout out to everyone at EV Logistics for working so hard to get food out yeah. for everyone because those people are part of the supply chain as well so they're having to put together the pallets that go to the stores and imagine how hard they're working right now packaging all that toilet paper onto pallets so people can continue to stock their house with toilet paper I don't know what they're doing with it all but there's been some people where you've seen them like taking like a shopping cart full of meat out of yeah, stores and stuff famous. and you're like what you can't even store it that long like you'll never eat that food you're gonna it's all gonna go to waste yeah, it's just but crazy yeah, it's this prepper mentality yeah and it's just so it's so sad like on a separate it's just scary people are scared it, and that's they what are. Is, yeah. and, well here's the thing you've got no context for something like this yeah and and it and it showed up fast it showed up fast yeah you know just think of like where we were last week and mm-hmm. how we were discussing things yeah and how it is this week and you know, uh, going to pick up the hamburgers today. You know, they're like uh, soaping down the machine, basically. Like, yeah. You know, to make sure everything's all right, and mm-hmm. to have the door shut and open it up, and to do it, just get the food, get out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's it's tense. Um, I had a little kind of not blow up, but a mm, scold off uh, at the drugstore the other day, where there was a couple that uh, I was just coming in at the tail end of them complaining to the clerk about the price of soup. And it was something, and the clerk had said, I guess, like, I'm sorry, I don't control what the price of soup is. Yeah. And they felt that that was rude. And they kind of want, and the manager came over for some of the reason and just went, well, your clerk here just said this about this. And it was just like, oh, I don't want to get into a thing here. <laughs> but like, who cares? <laughs> like, right now, who cares? And so, like, as I'm leaving, they're still, they're getting to their car and they're still bad mouthing her. And, and I went, like, guys. Come on. I mean, you guys were really rude in there. We were rude. We were rude. Yeah. Do you know what she's going through in there? Like, what, imagine what that's like. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, how, how expensive was that soup? Was it more than $10 more than it should have been? Because if not, really, who cares? It doesn't matter at this point. And they got into a thing about, it, like, I'm an empathetic person. I have empathy. And like, it doesn't okay, sound like well, it. <laughs> all right. Uh, you've got empathy. We ended up, like, okay, where it's just like, you know, she's going through a hard time. I'm sure you're going through a hard time. We're going through a hard time. We're all having a hard time. Uh, we're all scared for people that we love. Uh, but, you know, we got to just be nice here. We got to, like, everyone just pump it. Pump the brakes. Yeah. It's all fine. No one's going to shit their pants. Everything's going to be, we're going to be okay. Should have come down to it. We'll throw toilet paper through each other's windows. Yeah. We'll do it. It's it's going to be all right. And and honestly, I go like, I'm not going to starve because I live near a duck pond. And should it come down to it, I will just grab a duck. 
and I will kill the you duck. Would, you will never do that, but and okay. I will grab a duck, and I will I guess if you're starving, duck, you'll do And that, I will, but... and I will kill that duck for my family, <laughs> and I will bring it home, and it will be fine. Do you know how to dress a duck? How to dress a duck? Yeah. Well, what kind of occasion is it? <laughs> for a wedding? For a cat, yeah, black a tie bus- event. Business casual? Black tie event. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, well... I mean, I like to pretend that I'm laid back and calm, so right. I like to really like swallow my anxieties and, and keep keep everything inside me. I think that's the healthiest thing yeah, to do, obviously. Yeah, it's super healthy. That's it's the best thing, best thing all, all around. Keep it inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And never will Until never, it dies. It'll never come out in inappropriate ways. No. Ever. You're crying tar. I what? just noticed you're crying tar right now. Where? Black tar out of your eyes. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, this, no, just a little pitch. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And you were a little pitchy when you were singing earlier. Yeah, I know I was. <laughs> well, that's that's a good result. Stop rubbing your eyes, by the way, right now. It's all this. Uh, well, you, I want to get rid of the pitch. I know, but stop it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny how yeah the uh, that that's part of it. I guess I I do feel very. Um, I think you just sort of feel dis, dis, discombobulated. I guess is the is the inappropriate or appropriate word for it. Just where nothing feels quite right. It's like we're Everything's moved slightly sideways, but it's still our our dimension, but it's slightly askew. So yeah, it everything feels like feels, you're in a dream of it. Yeah, yeah, it feels very strange. Here's the other bit that I want people to to realize is like in the future you'll be telling these stories to the next generation. You're going to tell them these stories yeah. of this time, yeah. and they're going to be bored. Yeah, they will these not are care be at all. The most boring stories. <laughs> they will not care like, at all. Uh, tell me again, father. Oh well, there was this yeah. time we had to stay inside for a couple of weeks. Ah. Yeah, and and what happened? Did the wolves attack? No, actually, uh, things got really good outside. Like in Italy, uh, the water cleared up. Dolphins showed up. Uh, <laughs> it was really beautiful. Uh, yeah, and uh, here uh, in Vancouver, we got dolphins showing up too, and killer whales are showing up too, and they to hunt the dolphins. It's uh, gorgeous. It's really beautiful outside. Yeah, things uh, really we were good. This is the worst time. Wouldn't believe how bad it was. <laughs> oh, was there no food? Oh no, there was food. Oh, food but yeah. sometimes you had to go like three blocks out of your way and go to the other <laughs> store, not your regular store. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Oof. boy. And they suffered. Yeah, you go like, how much is that soup? Oh, it's 10 cents more than you normally pay. What? 10 cents? I know. And I'd go, let me speak to the manager. That's right. And the manager would stay a meter away from me because I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I want to get asshole vibes. Yeah, it was uh, really, uh, was what a, what, a, what a time. What a crazy, crazy time it was. But yeah, I know uh, it's it's weird, it's nerve wracking. We're not used to it, uh, but uh, we are going to get through it. We're all going to get through it, and we're going to be boring. Just remember, it's going so to true. get boring. It's so true. And, it's funny. Uh, that'll be great when it's boring. There was a fire at work about ten years ago, in my job, and uh, and let me tell you that anyone who worked there at that time will not let you forget about it. Every time it can come up, every time it can possibly come up in a conversation. Oh yeah, it's kind of like when we had that fire about ten years ago. Oh man, we had to do a lot of work. Oh. No one cares. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure it was hard when it happened, but yeah. we had to bring all the doors outside. Yawn. Yeah. No one wants. You know, it's true. Like in terms of stories, no one wants to hear about your misfortunes. You know, unless they're funny. Yeah, that's the thing. Unless you really fucked up. Unless and, you uh, really yeah, are funny yeah. about it, but no one wants to hear it as about something bad that happened to you. You know, it just sounds like complaining, and I can complain on my own. I yeah. do plenty of complaining. It's weird for me. There's a there's a person I know. She's a comedian. I'll say her name, Amanda Smith, because she's got a GoFundMe page right oh, now. Oh yes. Uh, and she was injured on the set of uh, Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lift came down on her head, and uh, she caused lost. her vertebrae to 
to uh, explode. Basically, yeah. yeah. So she's lost the use of her legs. She they don't know whether she can, she'll walk again. She's going into physio shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a drag. I shouldn't uh, say explode. It burst of vertebrae. Yeah, a, 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 a side a side drag on this is that because of the virus, she can't have visitors. Oh, uh, but she's keeping a real nice online presence. Good. But she's a. Good. I also know her as a comedian, and she's quite hilarious. Uh, and she's. She's handling it as well as you can handle it, but she is handling it with good dark humor, and uh, she's pre- she's pretty uh, she's pretty fantastic. So there's a bit of context there, where as much as like ugh all this, yeah, I do know someone right now who's going through ugh that, yeah, yeah, and so mm, <laughs> yes, you know, there for the grace of God. When I was going through a really dark period a couple of years ago, uh, a lot of stuff was going on with me. Uh, I had a friend who was going into a coma and it didn't look like she was going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. So there was that at that time too. And it feels a little bit like that where it's just like something that helps me is focusing on someone else or other people around. Yeah. And I kind of, what I do to start the day, you know, I'm not really a pray, praying person, but the thing I, that I kind of do is go, uh, how can I be of service today? I hope there's a way I can be of service. Yeah. So is there someone who's going to need a hand? If so, I would like to be that hand. Yeah. Even if that's just, Making them laugh, or they they post something and I do a joke, or add Arg- something to it. Arguing with people by their car. What's that? Arguing with people. Arguing with people by their car because I think the woman inside can hear this. That was why. Yeah. I think that does make things better. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, well, and, I, and, and I didn't. And I didn't. Again, with that, I wasn't just you sons of bitches. I like yeah, I actually yeah. did make it a conversation he, to the point where we all ended in yeah, an yeah. okay place. Something I can't do. No. I can't do that. No, because you just start off with uh, with your old the gun show comes out. Oh and yeah, it's like fists akimbo. Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah, Punchy McPunchington. I'll tell you a story. This is an embarrassing story for oh, me. Oh good, good, because people like embarrassing stories. Yeah, this is terrible. So I'm coming home a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I went down Fraser Highway. I followed this car. They're going quite slowly, but I just drove behind them. As much as I thought of going into the second lane and going around them, but I just drove behind them. They they were turning left like me. We both went into the left turn lane. Traffic clears. There's about a half mile of no cars. And then they just sat there for a bit. And I was getting kind of anxious. And I was already in kind of a mood. So I really wanted to get home. And so I was like, I was like, okay, you can go. You can go. We can both make it through. Let's go. And then they finally started to go. And so I kind of went really quickly behind them because I wanted to sneak through behind them before the traffic came. Because then it's like a long wait for all this traffic to come through. Uh, and I guess because I was going behind them so much, this guy's slammed on his brakes to trap me in the intersection oh. with cars coming. Oh. And then he started driving really oh, slowly. Jesus. And so I, I honked and I was, you know, because I thought, yeah. oh, maybe he doesn't know I'm here. What's yeah, going yeah, on? yeah. So then, you know, we got through the intersection and then he's just driving down the road at like 20 kilometers an hour and I'm following and I'm, I'm and so I'm, you know, I wasn't like right on his tail. I was yeah. like, oh, I guess he's lost or I don't know what's going on here. I hope he's turning right or left when we get to the intersection. Right. So oh, we get, yeah. get to the intersection and then he Go straight. And I'm like, ah, I got to follow him. So then we're going along. And he's still going like 20 kilometers an hour. So I thought, I guess he's looking for someone's house. I don't know well, you know, what's going on. So like normally, if I was that person, I would pull over hmm. to let people pass. But he doesn't. He's just driving super slowly. So then I just went around him and passed him and drove home. And I w- went like 50K because that's the speed limit. And I don't like to speed because it's a lot of kids play along there. Sure. And so I get home. And then this person comes into the cul-de-sac and pulls up right beside our driveway. And he goes, are you in a rush home? And then I got so mad because then I realized that he was just fucking me. He was just fucking around. He's just being a dick. Like that he purposefully slowed down in the intersection, that he purposefully drove at 20 kilometers an hour because I was on his tail turning the corner. And so I just lost my temper and I just went, fuck you. 
And he goes, no, fuck you. I said, no, fuck you. You're a cunt and a bad driver. And then I started walking to my house and I turned and looked and he drove into the driveway across the street. <laughs> He's my neighbor. I went, oh, great. What have I done? So I wrote a, an apology card and, and left it on their, Saying, the I'm car the next day. I'm sorry you're a jerk. But oh, I just felt bad that I, I, that I had escalated to that point right away but well, no, i was already like in a, was i was already like in a mode. bad mood so like, it didn't help me when you get into a situation like that the thing you always go is like well the person wasn't malicious yeah but this person was malicious yeah. they were actively malicious so yeah. no that's fine uh, i just felt terrible go, no no you shouldn't feel terrible they were malicious you, you're you're in the right i don't want to i don't want to have bad relations with neighbors no you i didn't did not uh, you know you didn't do you injure him <laughs> You know, he had the right, he, you had the right to give him a good yelling at. That's a good Canadian yelling at. <laughs> and then you use the C word. You're like, oh, you can't use the C word, but uh, we're Canadians. So I meant some, it in the British way. Sometimes you can't. That's the thing. I yeah. felt like, oh, Dave had his British on for that. <laughs> and then he went, yeah. you're a fanny. And he went, whoa, that's a bit, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? Yikes, what Sheesh. the, yay. Oh, Jesus. Someone's, it's like you headbutt me, sir. That's all. Just forget about, Yeah. <laughs> So long, long story short. Uh, best part of that story, though, is oh. I had I had the uh, smear of the ashes on my forehead because I was coming home from Ash Wednesday. Oh. So yeah, real churchy feeling. <laughs> I guess I think I was feeling a lot of anxiety. So so it just kind of came out in that that moment. Who knows why? And you felt like a real asshole. I did feel like an asshole. You're right. I'm a problem for me is that I my my uh, temper is is lightning lightning quick. Huh? I'm super mad and then it's over with. So if you can ride out that one second of me being angry, then yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah, it's great after you've had a little temper tantrum. You just go, well, I'm a dope. <laughs> yep, that exactly. wave of dope. <laughs> yep. Walk in your house and just go, well, I've alienated a neighbor. Great. Although I waved at him the other day because uh, he uh, he waited for me to, because our cul-de-sac is, uh, has a narrow one lane because everyone has bed, you know, bedroom or what do they call them, basement suites and stuff. So, um, so I was just driving along and then he waited for me and so i gave him a wave for to thank him for waiting and he he waved to me and then i think he looked at me and went oh it's that guy <laughs> he'd already waved ice is broken good so anyway so there we go so everyone so let's all learn from please that example yes please of, uh, be kind to do not do not um go off the handle so like fly the handle like dave does don't yeah. be a dave so yeah let us know uh what you're doing uh to kind of uh yeah, sum it up sum it up, it up. Also, what Canadian things do you like? And third thing, we're still looking for questions. We are looking for, for our questions. Big question uh, episode. We've had two people sending questions now, everyone. Good questions, though. One of them, I don't want to say names, but one of them is a former winner oh. of our uh, listener question show. So you could become a former winner of our listener's question show in a, in a very short time. This, will not, this show will not be interrupted, we promise you, by, by COVID-19. We're going to plow through no matter what. So please send Even us your questions. Even if we have to do it from our individual homes, we will do yeah. it. Here's the kind of questions we want from you. Good questions. Bad questions. Smart questions. Dumb questions. If you like movies, ask us movie questions. If you want to ask us about music, ask us about music. Ask us about the band Question Mark and the Mysterious. If you want to ask us about Question Mark and the Mysterious, feel free to do so. 96 Tears is a great song. If you want to... Uh, if you want to have a chance of winning our grand prize, which will consist of several Sneaky Dragon-related things, and maybe some other maybe some other shows, maybe some other podcasts will be thrown in there. I don't know. I haven't decided yet what's going to be in the in the in the the grand prize, but people, it'll be grand. People who were the Riddler on Batman, ask us the name of two people who were the Riddler on Batman. Sure, Frank Gorshin and yeah, Jim Carrey. Well, no, oh, that would be a third one. Then you go in the movies. <laughs> I was just talking on TV show. Oh, TV show. John Aston. 
Oh, John Aston was one. I didn't know that. He was. He was the Riddler as well. Huh. Did they uh, put makeup over his mustache? Uh, that's a very good question, and one that should be asked. <laughs> I just asked it. Are you going to ask it? Then yeah. we're going to save it for uh, save it for, for the f- episode yeah. four hundred fifty. Yeah. So, yeah. So episode four hundred fifty is coming up, everyone. This is episode four hundred thirty-three. So we are seventeen shows away from that. It's going to be. I think we'll be recording July twenty-third um, for that episode. So please make it long and make it fun and uh, ask us a question. We love to hear from you. So uh, just send them into our website. Oh, no, sorry, not to our website. Send us to our email is probably your best bet, which is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. But if you'd like to contact us or make a or uh, make a comment on the show or answer one of our questions to you, you can go to sneakydragon.com and leave a comment underneath this episode. It'll be on our website. Or you could go to Twitter and find us at sneaky underscore dragon. We're on Facebook at sneaky dragon. We love to hear from you there. There's a few people who love to comment there. And I always enjoy reading your comments. So please keep it up, everyone. Except for that one time. You didn't like that one comment. No, I liked it. Oh, oh sorry. My mistake. Yeah. And uh, that's it. So uh, well, I guess the uh, I guess I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, I'm going to say that. Uh, I think that's a sixth sign against, of COVID-19. Again, to everyone out there, stay healthy. And the advice that they give you, uh, that who uh, give you. Uh, is uh, to wash your hands for the length of this podcast. So just start this podcast every time you're yeah. washing your hands. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end, You'll that's uh, you will not have hands. <laughs> you will be <laughs> little stumps. Uh, and then you will be safe from your hands yeah. uh, having germs. And hopefully when that happens, a little banner will appear underneath where you're standing. It'll say, Stump Town. <laughs> Fridays on CTV. All right, everyone. We will... Uh, Oh, I guess that show you made that you told me that story off air, didn't you? That that joke made no sense. No, no, I didn't. Oh, you did on air. Okay, we had a long pre. We had a long pre. Sign of the virus, everybody. (laughs) That's the seventh sign. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening this week. We will be back again next week with more hilarious high jinkles. (laughs) 